Viva Las Vegas. The NRL <laughs> is back, boys. Uh, got about 40,000 in there at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, good scenes there from the party capital of the world as the Rugby League returns for 2024. We will continue our preview. Uh, check out the last pod and uh, associated clips for where we thought the non-Sydney teams would finish this year in 2024. Tonight we'll be looking at the Sydney team, so part two of our NRL preview, looking at the ins and outs, um, personnel changes and predictions for each team. Cricket, Cam Green and Nathan Lyons star as Australia beat New Zealand in Wellington in the first test. UFC 299 is next week. We'll preview that uh, coming from Miami plus a final round with a little bit of uh, a different flavour to it with F1, AFL, soccer, NFL Mm. combine all chucked in in that final round. Going to be a pretty league dominant uh, podcast tonight, but we do Mm -hmm. like our American sports. Uh, we do have timestamps, so you, uh, you can skip to the sports that you like. Check us out on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, this is on the Esky. We'd like to kick off the show by shouting a beer to commend excellent work in the sporting world from the week. Shauna, how are you? And who would you like to shout a beer this week? Very good. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the show. And my shout a beer this week is going to Xavier Worthy, uh, the wide receiver out of Texas, just Broke the wide receiver, well, broke the 40 yeah, yard dash point. record at 4.21 yeah, right. seconds, uh, beating, beating John Ross, who did 4.22 in 2017. So, a pretty impressive feat. Uh, he's a 5'11, 165 pound yeah, wide receiver. So, uh, but essentially, some of the big boys actually did run um, uh, in the four threes as well. So, a lot of guys moving very quickly. Mm-hmm. But it was quite impressive. Uh, the, this, the simultaneous cam of the two of them with him against John Ross. Uh, really showed that he got out early, like a stride out early, and John Ross was actually back end him mm-hmm. uh, to right. get within like a nose of him to be that se- the millisecond yeah. difference. So yeah, it was a pretty pretty cool thing to see. A uh, mm. bit of context though, I think Usain Bolt officially ran a four two two forty as well, but he traditionally was a back end runner anyway for mm. the hundred meters mm. once he got going in his big strides. Um, and I think it was Christian Coleman who recently just won the indoor 60 metres for World Championship. Uh, he has been timed doing a 4.12 in the 40s. So, <laughs> so that's, that's, you know, track speed versus football speed. But, you know, for a guy, a young guy like this to, yeah. to break the record, get the record, that'll help his standards as people's yeah. – he, he, he said he modelled his game after Deshaun Jackson, which is a great kind of – um, yeah. potential, you know, avenue for him, get open, get deep uh, and get those balls. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a um, good one for him and congrats. Yeah. Worthy shout of beer. Enjoy your beer courtesy of the Esky, you fast <laughs> person. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Actually watching some, some clips of the um, draft, they were having like the simulcam on like the linebacker. Yep. Uh, cone drills, which is pretty cool as well, watching yes. linebackers yeah. compare yeah. speed. See their footwork going in and out. Yeah, and yeah. Mahomes got roasted throughout the whole thing as well. They used his, um, you know, 40-yard dash time against each other's. So he hit the 30-yard meter when um, Worthy had finished uh, yeah. his run. So, uh, well, 30-yard dash mark. So, yep. yeah, 10-yard 10, 10 head start for, for him there. Yep. Yeah, poor Mahomes. Yeah. Good thing What's he doesn't need to run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who have you got this week, Peps? I'm going to shout two beers uh, to Bo Webster and Riley Meredith of the Tasmanian cricket team. Uh, for their 153-run partnership for the 10th wicket 
uh, in the game against Victoria. Bo Webster finished with 167 not, and the number 11, Riley Meredith, stuck around making 44, saw off 93 rocks. Pretty impressive <laughs> for a number 11 to do that. Yep. Uh, I thought, geez, that must be close to uh, a Shield record. Nope. Uh, <laughs> you do have to go back nearly 100 years uh, for blokes called Kipax and Hooker uh, for New South Wales, who scored 307 for the 10th wicket. So... As us uh, Aussie cricket fans have been lamenting over the last mm-hmm. uh, few months about our, our lack of uh, um, finishing power against the, uh, the uh, number 11 in recent test matches, uh, thank God we weren't Victorian fans uh, watching back in 1928, watching uh, Kipax yeah. and Hooker go out there mm-hmm. and put on 307. <laughs> <laughs> we got them on the ropes, boys. We got them on the ropes. Number 11's coming in uh, 307 runs later. Jeez, deflating. I wonder what the total was for that. Yeah. For them to get 307. Exactly. Like how much total. how much did they make up of, of that game? Well, that's a good question and that might be some research for another episode, yeah. I think. But that's uh, fair. it's uh, pretty incredible because it's uh, it's higher than the, the ninth and eighth wicket uh, records <laughs> in the Shield, which are also over 100-year-old records. So, yeah, the, uh, the wow. tail enders used to stick around a little bit, that's for sure. Anyways... Yeah. Uh, that's uh, history. The, uh, the, this week's beers go to Bo Webster and Riley Meredith. Speaking of history, James, who have you got? Mm. Yeah, uh, making history. So after 1,470-odd games, LeBron Jackson. Oh, Jackson. <laughs> Jackson. Wow. Le- I can't even pronounce my own name right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LeBron Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> you had Deshaun Jackson in your mind. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. <laughs> That's it. LeBron, uh, Jackson, LeBron yeah. James. Yeah, of Jackson fame. Uh, <laughs> has uh, finally broke the 40,000 points mark Barrier. Um, in his career, putting him. Well, first. Like, no yeah, one's well ever, above. No one's, no one's he's, I mean, obviously, still well above anyone else um, in the NBA. Um, so, yeah. Um, absolute massive props to him. Shout out beer to him. Uh, Sean, you were saying that this was that was happened on the same day that Will Chamberlain had his hundred point had game. Had his hundred point yep. game. March the second. second. Yep, back was sixty two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, um, elite company there as well. Um, yeah, just absolutely wild. Um, in terms of active players, the next closest to him is Katie. KD at twenty eight thousand. head. Yeah, there's probably no way he's catching him as well. Ooh. So, um, yeah, probably some a record that will stand for a very, very long time. Yep. Love your input there, Jackson. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, do you want to take them up of the week? Yes, and I think we've been continuing this, well, following this story for a little while now. Mm, yeah. Uh, so sticking with F1 for the mop, uh, for Christian Horner, he... Well, officially does, was Does he deserve the mop or is it someone else within the organisation? Yeah, yeah. someone else – someone wants him gone I think is probably the, <laughs> the way to think about this because um, they did all their independent investigation. They had their barrister, the independent barrister come in that um, did all the findings and then has said that the complaint has been dismissed. There was no uh, validity to any of the accusations. Um so that he was cleared. So it was all good. He was all cleared. Um, the next day, uh, the Google Drive gets released, gets uh, sent to all the media, uh, which essentially had uh, everything, um, all all the messages, mm-hmm. um, believe pictures, but not sure what pictures of. Um, it seems a lot of those were him badgering said female employee for uh, pictures of her and certain things. Um, 
I think is the quickest way to summarize that. Uh, so, yeah. He, so I think it, it's kind of come out that, yeah, maybe he was. Maybe it wasn't um, uh, harassment to the point that he needed to be sacked, but it maybe he was trying to be more intimate. But, uh, you know, there's probably a fine line between office ra- romance and office harassment. So mm. um, it sounds like the barristers linked one way and that's why they've removed the complaints. But, yeah, it's uh, ended up being okay, a bit of a shit show leading into the Bahrain um, – Grand Prix, but he, of course, was there with his uh, wife, uh, Ginger Spice. Um, so they, you know, trying to sh- show the... Uh, United front. Finger. That's mm. exactly what I was going for. So, yep. yeah, uh, it would be interesting to see if anything more comes out of this. Um, he said any of the media reports on it. Was it him or F1? I can't. Someone said it because they knew the drive had been leaked and mm. said if you mm. uh, put this in the media and report on it, we will sue you. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it would be interesting to see where they have and where, whether they can. Um, but it's a continuing story. But now it's out mm. there and people are looking at it and going, this looks a bit more dodgy than them keeping it behind closed doors. You know, now you've got the public opinion. Mm-hmm. Does that sway at all? And do they go back and have a look at this? And, yeah, is his job back on the line where it was safe, you know, at the start of the week? So Does it, the timing of it all seem pretty conspicuous as well, right on the eve of uh, the yeah. F1 season kicking off? Yeah, right. And the day after that he'd been cleared, like, mm. um, yeah, it's definitely, you know, massive sport that it is with all the money mm. involved mm-hmm. uh, and all the politics as well. Um, that, yeah, there's a bit of a power struggle and potentially, uh, yeah, someone's definitely gunning for him. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. See how it all uh, unfolds, but uh, definitely it's adds a little <laughs> bit of uh, intrigue as well, yeah. much like... Uh, Drives to survive it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> storyline, yes. <laughs> We've got it. I'm uh, not sure that's a storyline you'd want to be uh, putting out oh, there. But did, did, did you see in Drives to Survive this year they smoked him in one of the first episodes because they have Santa come to his house and uh, Santa asks, has Dad been naughty or nice? Oh, no. And the kids Ooh. are just like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Like, and that aged so poorly with yeah. the recent allegations. So, uh, yeah, all not worthy behavior, we think. Um, and we'll see if that story eventuates in the coming weeks um, for F1 and Red Bull Racing. Mm. We'll chat a little bit more F1 uh, come final round. Yes. Yep. Cool. All right, let's uh, get stuck into it. Part two of our Rugby League 2024 preview. <laughs> Uh, if you want to check out our thoughts on the non-Sydney teams, uh, click on the last podcast. Uh, there's also some clips there for all the Queensland teams, Warriors, Storm, Raiders, Knights. But now mm-hmm. we're going up to Sydney. We're going to go alphabetically. We'll start off with the Canterbury Bulldogs who are at $41 to win the whole thing. Uh, extensive ins and outs for the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Pretty much complete uh, rebuild over the last three seasons since I think I think it's the whole team in the last four seasons. Yeah, I think uh, since Gus Gould has joined, there's one player left. Yeah, crazy. Yes, well, so he's done. Geez. He's done Gus Gould things and he's turned the roster over completely. Yep. So we yep. we do throw the term rebuild around a fair bit uh, when we're talking various sporting teams, mm-hmm. but this is uh, <laughs> this is knock knock down start start again, blow the whole thing up and down full, the foundations. full on rebuild. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, big name signing in Stephen Crichton coming across from the Panthers, uh, likely to play fullback for mm-hmm. the Dogs this season. Uh, some other big ni- big name signings. We're not going to go through the entire list. Uh, maybe just keep it to the to the bigger names. Uh, Josh Curran probably start uh, in the forward pack, whether that's on the edge or th- he'd li- I think he'd like to play thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his words, 
uh, coming across from the Warriors. I think Kurtman gets the 14, uh, although it'll be interesting. Hutchinson. Uh, yeah, Lears, Hutchinson, James Summers. Yeah, so uh, there's a few there that could, could be pushing for the 14. Uh, and I think a man who'll definitely uh, have a starting position will be Bronson Cherry, uh, f- coming back after years and years in the wilderness uh, for mm. the PEDs. So four years uh, he's been out of the game. He did get caught when he was 18 or 19, so mm-hmm, he's still only mm-hmm. pretty young and he looked pretty handy in the trials. Uh, some bigger names to leave, uh, Paul Alamotti, uh, we saw him shine in that starting centre role. He goes over to the Panthers. Uh, their club captain, Raymond Fatala Marina, he's going over to the Dragons. Probably the biggest uh, name in terms of storylines this year, Cole Flanagan going over to the Dragons to play under his dad. Yep. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. and Josh Reynolds retiring. Uh, Corey Waddell over to Manly amongst others out. So... Huge ins and outs are the most extensive that we'll uh, cover in this episode for sure. What does it mean for the club? Um, And what are our thoughts here, boys, around the Bulldogs? Uh, Think better again on paper, which was the same thing we said last year. Mm. And they maybe didn't perform like we thought they would. I think they really struggled Mm. last year for a halfback. So we'll have to see if they've fixed that issue uh, this season. Uh, I think Australia of Crichton's a good in for them. Interesting they named him captain off the, off the bat. Yeah. Um, but I guess, he, you know, yeah. Panthers coach, uh, Panthers system, Panthers, Panthers culture is trying what they're trying to be, breed. Mm. So they've you know, picked him as captain. But Matt Burton was a captain last year. Well, so him, him and Rumani, who had both been brought in just before. But like yeah. we're saying, the whole team's new. So it's not like you can have a guy that's been yes. there for, for five or six years. Exactly. I thought it was a little strange as well. I think it adds a little bit of uh, maybe unnecessary yeah. pressure on him. And I don't know the exact mm. message that it sends to – to Burton and Marnie, who both are, you know, senior handy, handy well players. Well, yeah, exactly right. But I guess yeah, Crichton's played in that team versus them, so yeah, he, he probably the more accomplished and uh, most senior player in that team when you think about it. Yeah, I suppose. Outside of, say, Addo Carr. Um, yep, yep. And so, yeah, I can see why they've picked him, but yeah. It's, I think uh, you can put whatever number on his back, uh, obviously, for Playing centre is going to be different mm. uh, to playing fullback, but uh, he's got all the talent in the world, so uh, yeah. I think he'll he'll probably be the right man for the job. Mm-hmm. Their spine is Critter, as I've mentioned, Matt Burton, Toby Sexton uh, played most of last season as the seven, um, and then Reed Marnie or the back end of last season, I should say, for Toby Sexton. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's one, six, seven, and nine moving forward now for a number of years. Uh, I suppose mm-hmm. the only real question mark there would be around Sexton, yep. uh, but some huge names in in Critter, Burton, and Marnie all coming across in the last few years. Yeah, I think that's probably the the key to unlocking their spine is the seven, mm. and hopefully Sexton could be that dude. But I think we all had them still pretty low. I think um, I had them as fifteen. You 16 and then James at 14. So, mm. you know, in that back end, you know, the last tier, as we will in this, yep. you know, fighting there with the, the Tigers, Dragons and probably Titans for the bottom four. Raiders could possibly be in there yeah, too. Raiders could sneak in there too. Yeah, too. true. Uh, Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, they're <laughs> losing uh, Tom Gilbert during the week. Yeah, mm. didn't help their chances. But yeah. Mm. yeah, Paul Feller did his ACO, as did mm. Cohen Hennis. Yes. Yep. Uh, Cowboys, they never like to say that. Uh, no. For mine, I... I was buying into the rhetoric last year when, mm-hmm. I, you know, that they're bringing in uh, uh, guys like Marnie and Burton. I'm thinking, oh, they can only get better. And they, they technically went backwards. Yeah, <laughs> that was my concern. So I don't know if it's a player thing or if it's a culture thing. Mm. Granted, they looked mm. really good in the trials. 
Uh, they are only trial games. Um, mm-hmm. I just I just couldn't have them coming up any any higher. I've also uh, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of bias. Put the dragons <laughs> with, a bit with above them <laughs> with, uh, with, <laughs> with tigers and dogs below. Yeah. So uh, maybe a little bit of uh, thinking with my head and uh, thinking with my heart and not my head there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I felt like I've bought into the the Canterbury. Uh, rhetoric over the last few seasons and they've kind of been like, oh, they actually haven't gotten any better. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to be proved wrong, Dogs fans. Get at me if uh, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've I've gone a pretty lacklustre uh, year again for the Dogs. They've only won seven games in 2023 and in 2022. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Quite different uh, results with the, the uh, 15th last year and 12th the year before. But like I said, love to be proved wrong. I just I don't see it happening. Yeah, mm. agree. I think, like you said, they've last year on paper they we obviously thought they would have played overs what they actually did play. Mm. Having them at fourteenth, like they've added definitely added more players to the team. So I've just got them a little bit better than where they went last year. Mm. But again, like kind of like the middle of the pack there, like that bottom five or six could also just. Chop and change, yeah. Um, and there'll be there'll be like we saw last year with the with the knights. There'll be a team that just yeah. comes out of nowhere and no one's expecting a whole heap of them. So will it be the dogs this year? Uh, time will tell. But none of us uh, mm. have got high hopes. <laughs> from. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. who's your Kalen Ponger of the dogs? I guess. Yeah, yeah well, Ken Critter, <laughs> Ken Critter, yeah. put the one on his back mm-hmm. and and become a, a top level uh, uh, talent. And I, I don't know. It's a lot of pressure for him. Mm. Uh, just one to keep an eye on, uh, young Mitchell Woods. If they do think that Toby Sexton isn't the man, say, in mm. 2025, 2026, this kid's 17. Um, he captained the Bulldogs to Harold Matt's premiership last year, so a lot of young talent coming through for the Dogs. Uh, probably doesn't debut, uh, barring uh, some kind of catastrophe this year. But the kid uh, was three-code um, mm-hmm. talent. Growing mm-hmm. up, so it was in both Swans and Waratahs mm-hmm. academies, um, and yeah, he's he's, big he's picked uh, picked the the doggies. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on him uh, and whether or not he debuts this year or next year. Uh, kid's got all the talent in the world, so keep an eye on that name, Mitchell Woods. Yep. Mm. That about do us for the doggies. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. go down to the Shire and talk about the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. They're twenty three bucks to win the whole thing. Pretty good, uh, really, in terms of ladder last few years. Finals, another story. We'll get that yeah. into, into that in a second. <laughs> finished sixth, bullies. sixth last year, won 14 games. They finished second the year before and won 18 games. Uh, Sean amongst you've got them finishing just in the eight with you've gone sixth. Six. I've, uh, you've gone eighth mm. and I've gone 11th. I've gone a down year for the Sharks. I see. Bring in Billy Burns from the Dragons uh, and Michael Gabriel uh, comes across as well. Uh, big outs. Yeah, their outs are pretty big. They lose a lot of experience with Wade Graham going. Uh, Matt Ikevalu, uh winger, goes over to Catalans. Matt Moylan uh, mm-hmm. over to play for Lee and Connor Tracy over to the Dogs as well. So uh, I, I just don't know if the – if they've recruited very well. We do know that Craig Fitzgibbon is a sort of pick and stick kind of yep. operator. Yep. Uh, once you're in his good books, it's pretty hard to get dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sent, mm-hmm. seems to be the way that he likes to coach. Um, and all this pressure around going so close but so far over the last few years and I think a lot of these mid middle-tiered uh, teams getting better, uh, I've actually just gone uh, the Sharks out of the eight. Having said that, their ceiling is probably 
fourth, yep. fifth. Well, I think that that's probably like the range there, like six okay. to eleven. You yeah. know, that 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 middle pack of the, of the, the competition is going to be hard fought. So yeah, you could be eleventh looking outside looking in, or you could end up being six. Like so just you need to go on a run, and I think for them to mm. unlock that, that's Nico Hines. He needs to have a, an excellent season. Keep keep that form alive from the previous two years and, um, you know, also take another step, kind of really cement himself, um, you know, banging down the door for an origin position mm. kind of stuff. Like you, you really want to be uh, having his best. Uh, and I feel like last year mm. they beat every bad team and couldn't beat a good team. So yeah, flat track bully exactly. sort of so, uh, um, mentality about it. Yeah. So I think that's the the – one area they should definitely look at is how how do we win the, the big games? How do we beat the good teams? Because um, you're going to have to play a lot of them, mm. and and especially come finals time to to be there. But I think six for me is probably their ceiling. Um, but like you say, you know, again another couple of wins and they finish fourth. So yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, yeah it's so hard to predict. Like yeah. we're pretty much we're kind of getting a little <laughs> repetitive, but yeah. outside of Penrith, Brisbane. Maybe storm, storm or like, storm. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that next tier down really could be anyone, and uh, sharks yeah. certainly fit into that. Uh, but yeah, I've I just when I was going through it and I thought I'm oh, you know manly are better. I thought mm. Cowboys played under last year. Um, yeah. I feel like the Warriors and Knights, uh, you know, will, will be riding high. Uh, can I, I, can I keep the momentum in yeah, the new season. So that's yeah, it. yeah. Hey Jimmy, can you? I got a challenge for you. Can you find the last time the Melbourne wasn't in the top four? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> You'll have to go back year by year and check the ladder, but it has yeah. happened. Yeah, it, it has to have happened. <laughs> in no, in more recent memory, they have to have finished like fifth. Didn't the Raiders? Because they finished fifth, and Raiders knocked them off in 2022. two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, maybe it was. I feel like, like that happened. Yeah, anyways. Well, you figure that out and we will yeah. keep going. Uh, anything else on Sharkies? Anyone to watch? Uh, yes, I think Kale Iro um, is one to one to watch, or Iro, I think. Uh, 24-year-old centre. Um, his uh, old man, uh, Kevin, played 350 first-grade games, mostly in Super League. Uh, Uncle Tony played 250 games uh, with Manly Roosters, amongst other clubs. Uh, both of dad and uncle played for the Kiwis, and there's good word that he might even be pushing Talakai uh, mm. out of out of the centre role uh, and possibly Talakai to play like uh, play off the bench or yeah, as an edge back rower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that's a good fit for him realistically. Yeah, he's one to to watch there. He had that that game against Manly a few years ago where he put a uh, Morgan Harper on. Uh, uh, in in the yeah, spin, got him an origin spot, in the spin bro. cycle, and yeah, and and got him an origin spot, and I think it was like holy fuck, like on his day, he's the best center in the league, yeah. but finding that long term consistency, yeah, exactly, he's struggled, uh, I suppose, doing it. So, be interesting to see uh, how they how they line up there. Uh, mm-hmm. You'd think Ramian will have uh, one of those centers positions locked yeah. up. Uh, will it be Eero? Would it be uh, Talakai? Does Talakai start as an edge? Does Talakai come off the bench? Uh, it's going to mm-hmm. be uh, an interesting sort of mix there. Outside of that, not not a whole lot of changes. So Kennedy, Sione Katoa, uh, Ronaldo Molotalo probably going to be playing uh, one, two and five. Trindle and Hines through the halves. Uh, I think uh, Toby Rudolph, Royce Hunt probably be uh, the starting props. Blake Braley hopefully stays fit. 
Uh, and then they've got one of the best edge back rowers in the game in Britain, Nicara, uh, mm. came along leaps and bounds last year. And I think Teague Wilton will probably get the other uh, starting edge position. Uh, Adam Naruma played pretty well until uh, his knee injury in about round 20 last year. And then probably uh, the bigger bomber, Dale Finucan at 13, mm. Cam McInnes 14. Who's their captain? Cameron Uwaley. Uh, captain is Nico, I'm pretty sure. I thought Finucane started the season last year with it, but then he got hurt for a long period. I could be wrong, though. So it used to be Wade Graham who yes. retired last year. So they would but he also was hurt a lot. So they might have had uh, several captains last year. Yeah. There you go. Uh, there we go. So, McKinnon yeah, Finucane and McInnes. And I'm <laughs> sure DK led him a few uh, times last year as well. Yeah, because uh, Finucane missed a large portion because yeah. he was hurt. So, yeah. That, uh, again, doesn't surprise me. How'd you go uh, on that uh, yes. M- Melbourne Storm trivia? So the last time they were outside of the fourth was in 2022. Yeah, the Raiders knocked them off. I think yep. so, yep. yep. Um, before that, 2014, yep. uh, 2010 when they got their points stripped. Uh, uh, so yeah. And, yeah. Then, yeah. and then before that was 2005. Jesus. So, so post-2005, only two, four, four times and with an asterisk three, next to one yeah. of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> three times in 20 years. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, so lock them in for a spot. <laughs> <laughs> last year, Nico did captain five games, Fanukin yeah. 13, Wade Graham 17. And that must be co-captains if my mass is any good because that's yes, more yes. than 24 <laughs> games. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Ooh, Manly. Yeah, Manly. The they team that could be interesting one. Yeah. They fucking look good today at 21 bucks. Triple uh, turbo. Triple turbo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finished, finished 12th last year. Pretty disappointing, uh, although we're, uh-huh. we're missing we're, uh, we're uh, prob- probably the most uh, important of the turbos. Yeah, a bit naturally uh, aspirated last year. Yeah, and 11th <laughs> the, the year before. <laughs> <laughs> you put that shirt on just for tonight, didn't no, you? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I got a little turn, so there we go. Jesus, bit of, uh, bit of a car chat here. <laughs> shit turbo sounds. Uh, We've so all got them in the eight, so yep. we're all expecting big things out of Manly. And mm-hmm. look, if today's anything to go off, and we did do these, uh, grain of salt, we did them today. Um, they look fucking mm-hmm. pretty good over there in, in Vegas. Ooh, yeah. You've got them seven, I've got them seven, you've got them six. Mm-hmm. And the big story yep. is Luke Brooks coming in uh, from the Tigers. He copped heaps, you know. Is it Luke Brooks or, or is it the was it the system <laughs> that he was in? Something tells me it's probably hey, Tigerland. <laughs> yeah, probably not Luke <laughs> Just Brooks. Just look at that board, bro. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how he goes playing uh, inside DCE and mm. uh, with Tommy Turbo screaming uh, for it coming I think through. that frees him up so much. Mm. Yeah, no re- less responsibility and more just focus playing his natural game and if you've got you know, Tommy T running off your shoulder, you're going to have a good day. I think so. He looked pretty good today, Lukey Brooks. Uh, some other bigger name signings, Nathan Brown comes across from the Eels. Jackson Paulo got a start on the wing uh, today. Corey Waddell uh, had, a, had a bench spot there. Uh, their bigger names leaving, uh, Sean Kepi, uh, mm-hmm. who started for, for South. K.O. Weeks, we spoke about last year, uh, last week, week, probably probably going to get the uh, the sixth job at the Raiders. Um, Might be Strange, didn't Nick, in that. Strange played pretty well on the weekend yeah, as well. Yeah, so. it was, it was, I don't know if Strange is going to get a centre spot and exactly, how it's going to work yeah, with the Raiders. Yeah. Anyways, we'll keep it about Manly. Uh, so uh, Ruben Garrick into the centres. Mm-hmm. Turbo coming back's done excellent mm-hmm. job uh, with the one jersey on his on his back. Uh, and then 
usually when uh, Turbo's in has been a winger. So a uh, few wingers moving inside a position this year. Yeah, well, uh, they've got so much speed on the outside. They, I guess they wanted to keep it that way. 100%. Saab, one of the quickest men in the NRL. Uh, so I think if they stay healthy uh, and yeah. if if they go triple turbo and all, all three of them stay healthy, mm-hmm. if DCE stays healthy, healthy, I think, yeah, anything less than top eight's a, a failure. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're always that kind of team that – Get that dark horse card um, because as soon as they have those guys healthy, especially Tom Turbo, who nearly won a – did he win the Dell M off yeah, playing half a season? Yeah, 14, so, I think it was 14 games. Yeah, so like that's the kind of level of talent he brings to his squad and he brings them from a bottom eight team to a top eight team. So, mm. Uh, mm. yeah, if, if he can stay healthy throughout and um, they can – you know, Luke Brooks unlocks the halves a little bit, helps DC, I think they could do anything really though. They could even push further than where we've ranked them at seven. They yep. could really, um, you know, challenge the top sides. And we had South High, and we'll get to them in a second. But mm. they got hammered today. Yeah, and matchups, and it was only today in, in Vegas and travel and the rest of it. But Olokuato had uh, Kaloma Tangi uh, had him sorted and scored one from close range, and uh, they'll be gunning for for one of those edge spots for Origin as well. So. Uh, they're pretty talented all over the park. Uh, this is how they lined up today. They had Tommy Turbo 1, Saab 2, Garrick 3, Cola 4, Jackson Polo comes across from the Roosters into 5, Luke Brooks 6, DCE 7, Taniela Paseca 8, Lachlan Croker 9, Josh Alua 10, uh, Olakwatu 11, then Ben Turbo 12, Jake Turbo 13, Carl Lawton got the 14 today, Corey Waddell, Ethan Bullimore and Nathan Brown, bearing in mind uh, there's some injuries to Josh Schuster and Matthew Lodge. Where uh, are going to play Schuster? Is he going to be uh, <sighs> utilities, second rower? Yeah, I think he's going to come off the bench yeah. as, a, as a second rower and uh, if – Paying big money for him. So. Yeah, if they need uh, half coverage, um, yeah. I think it'll be if DCE goes down, Brooks will play the half and, and choose to play a six. Or oh, especially during I guess origin period, yeah. if DCE's going to go around again for Queensland, which he hasn't said he's not. So yeah, say. yeah. So it's going to be going to be hard to see uh, uh, a future for Schuster if if Brooks looks them like the man in six. Yeah, he's going to have to mm-hmm. play as an edge, and uh, he wouldn't want Ben Turbo to be having uh, games like he did today because he looked mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, keep an eye on Gordon Chen Kumtong, 22-year-old hooker. Uh, he made his debut, played a handful of games last year, probably be pushing Carl Lawton for that 14 spot. Uh, and he's got an absolute mouthful of a name, so you can call him <laughs> GCKT, Gordon Chen Kumtong. A few uh, interesting names there uh, through the rest of the squad. Zach Fulton, a uh, very famous ma- uh, manly name there, played a few games um, last year. Jake Arthur come across mid-season last year. Tommy Talau, uh, Brad Parker. There's, uh, in terms of depth, uh, they've, they've got some, some reasonable names there. Through. Also what's really funny is Aaron Woods was a part of all the, the advertisement media beat up and didn't play. Yeah, he, was, he had twenty. <laughs> the I think face of Las Vegas. He had 20, 20 on his back. I think Woodsy, at this stage of his career, it's more sort of a mentorship. Yeah, uh, he's kind, a good mouthpiece. Kind of role, <laughs> yes. And uh, he speaks pretty well for, uh, for it, was it Was it um, Saab during the week that got uh, cooked by the American um, media because they were trying to ask him about mascots and they were trying to ask him, like, what's a rabbit <laughs> He's just like, a rabbit. <laughs> A rabbit is the guy that hunts rabbits. Yes. Yeah. Uh, There you go. Bit of Mm -hmm. bit of trivia for you boys. Uh, What do you got there, Mike? Bit of manly chat, manly history. 
Yeah, well, I think you had in the notes to look at the record for Manly with and without Tommy uh, Turbo. How'd you go with that? Uh, I don't know if I got the math right, but potentially. <laughs> <laughs> Significantly worse. With you and Massa. Mm. Uh, um, oh, he's, he's, he's got a spreadsheet. I'm feeling more confident now. I'm feeling more confident. So Tommy Turbo has played 132 games since 2015. Mm-hmm. He's won 68 games. Mm-hmm. In that time period, Manly has played 212 games, mm-hmm. won at 97. Mm-hmm. So that leaves Manly has played 80 games without Tommy Turbo mm. and have only mm. won 28. So if Mass is uh, your strong suit, which I, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure, but I'm glad the spreadsheet is there, uh, they're, they're winning like a third of their games when, when he plays. Yep. Yeah. When he no, when he doesn't when yes. he does yeah yeah he's yeah. winning they're winning they're just over fifty percent when the when he plays yeah. and about a, yeah third thirty three percent when yeah. the when he's not playing so a, which is a significant drop off for know. one dude yeah yeah well that's it they're a hundred percent from turbo plays this year so mm-hmm. they'll be hoping that uh, stays up and uh, I think man, manly fans should should be reasonably confident uh, for for top eight this year uh, especially after the, given the way they played today. When was the last time three brothers in the same squad played together? Burgess oh, boys, I would think. There. Yeah, yeah true. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it would be either the last time Sam or Luke yeah. played with George and Tom. Did three Walters play for Brisbane before that? In the 90s? Yeah. Right. That's prob- probably the that, ones. That, yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. Not enough John's brothers. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there's plenty of – yeah, plenty of – Twos. Twos. Yeah, threes. The Morris there. boys. Uh, but yeah, threes. Yeah, there we go. You look Brent it up, Josh. This is it can just be brothers, I think, from that article. Too. Yeah, it is just brothers. Yeah, we're looking for threes, though, bro. Yeah, all four Burgess has played in one game for mm-hmm, South, mm-hmm. or a few games for South, Bromage, uh, which is Bromage, um, yeah, yeah. Bromage, yeah. Yep, Burgess. Yeah, when brothers. have they got that? The first time all four of them played together? Uh, out of the first 2010, 2011. 2011 brothers. Yeah, yeah that's must have been two thousand eleven. I know Tom. They George and Tom debuted twelve and thirteen. Yeah, so it must have been in thirteen. Mm. Some time around there. Yeah. yeah. Did they yeah. win a grand? Did they win the grand final? Four, with I think fourteen. I think they won it. Yeah, I think they might have been with like three of them. Yeah. One of them had to retire. Yeah, no, that was Sam Burgess' last game, wasn't it? Yeah, when he, he broke, broke his jaw. Yeah. Yeah, but was Luke play playing in that, in that year? Uh, yeah, yeah, was Luke playing that year? I'm going, I'm going straight <laughs> to it. Well, interesting, the AFL Grand Final was the first one to come up when I typed in 2014 Grand Final. Here we go. Tom Burgess, Sam Burgess, George Burgess, no Luke Burgess. Yeah, yeah in 2014. We had, yeah, Walter Brothers. Yep. And then, is, it, is it Triplet? Yeah, three. Mortimers. Mortimers, yeah. Mortimers, yeah. That's it. Yeah, so pretty rare. Not me. Yeah. Pretty yeah. rare. So if we see triple turbo <laughs> uh, through the rest of the season, going to be uh, uh, some history breaking stuff. Who's yep. up next? It's a good little segue into yeah, South, South Sydney. Mm-hmm. They're $9.50 to win the whole thing. Very disappointing finish to last season. Finishing ninth, uh, lost pretty much out for like the last sort of six odd weeks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one, the cliff. one 12, lost mm. 12, finished seventh the year before. We've all got them bouncing back in kind of a big-ish way. You've got them finishing in the top four, both of you, uh, yep. finishing Threes. third. And I've got them finishing fifth. 
the biggest signing, arguably, of the whole offseason, Jack Whiten, comes mm-hmm. across to play with his cousin Latrell, across from the Raiders, probably the biggest signing, although Stephen Critter uh, Crichton might say something about it. Uh, didn't play the Vegas game, misses uh, next week too uh, through mm-hmm. suspension. Oh, suspension. Uh, so he'll be back in uh, round three. And then another notable omission uh, for the first half of the season is Campbell Graham. Uh, we did report a few podcasts back that uh, his sternum does require surgery. I think he had it a few weeks ago. And the whole sort of management around that was interesting. They'd gone some sort of osteoporosis injection, uh, trying to avoid going under the knife for that. He did have his shoulder done first thing in the off-season. Uh, and obviously the injection uh, and that sort of... Uh, more conservative approach didn't pay off. So poor fella had to have uh, sternum surgery pretty much on the eve of the season. So they'll miss him. Uh, He Mm. came on leaps and bounds last year Mm. and uh, was Mm. really gunning for an origin spot. Uh, But they'll uh, they'll be without him. Uh, Didn't sign uh, broadly. Sean Kepi, we did mention, coming across from Manly. Uh, The only sort of starters they they lose or or bench guys they lose are Liam Knight and Hamo Selly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So relatively unchanged. Uh, How do we think uh, they're going to pan out in 2024? I feel like they need to avoid what happened last year is probably the the main thing is they started really well. Trail missing half a season. Yeah, and then (laughs) through the Origin P period kind of fell apart and, you know, a large part of that is, of course, Latrell missing it with the reoccurring calf injury. Mm. Um, so, you know, because he's a big – just like we just talked about Manly with Turbo, Latrell's massive um, for South and their spine. So um, otherwise the, the rest of the roster is really good. So I think they – you know, we're missing one player. Why did we fall apart as bad as we did? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. It can't just be on Latrell because the rest of the roster is really, really well good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Cody Walker's in there, Damien Cook, Cameron Murray, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, they've got – talent um so i think yeah that'll be the big challenge for the coaching stuff is like how do we avoid a big collapse like that we need to one stay healthy with trail of course mm. uh, and you know fire on all cylinders because they might not be the best defensive side in, in the comp but they can probably can score the most points they mm. they've had that title for a couple of years i think it's been you know the try scoring fiends with mm. the x factor etc yeah. then you get back to that um and I think a large part of that is healthy Luttrell. Uh, Cody Walker, I think, was a little bit dusty leading into this. He was um, – for the game today, I think he was a late in for mm-hmm. them. So mm. that, that's going to be the challenge is keeping all those guys um, healthy. Uh, one through 17 today, Trell Mitt at one, Alex Johnson at two, Isaiah mm-hmm. Tass, Richard Kenner. So uh, one of them will miss out, you'd think, when uh, Jack Whiten comes in. Jacob mm. Gagai made his debut on the wing scored today yep. at 28 years of age, second oldest ever debutante to play for South. So kudos to him, younger brother mm. of Dane. Uh, Cody Walker, Lachlan Ilias. Ilias looked pretty good first half of the se- season last year. Um, obviously a lot of pressure. With him trying to fill those uh, those boots of Adam Reynolds, uh, he's only young, but uh, certainly looked the part at times last season. Tevita Totola mm. is an underrated uh, middle forward. Damian Cook, Sean Kepi, Keon Kalamatangi, Jai Arrow, Cameron Murray. Uh, we hard pressed to find better packs than that yeah. in the in the league. Uh, mm. Havili host David Mowali, Tom Burgess off the bench. There. Uh, Depth might be a little bit concerning for them. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see again through that origin period. You'd expect Latrell to, to miss. You'd expect Damien Cook to miss. You'd expect uh, Cam Murray to miss. Jai Arrow, uh, maybe Kalama Tungi, maybe Cody Walker. So that's 
yep. you know, good half the team there that, that might miss out during the origin period. Um, and didn't, didn't Jack put his hand up as well to say that he might, <laughs> he might be re-available <laughs> for yeah, yeah, exactly. If he, got, yeah. if he got selected. Yeah, I think uh, that the, person. I think same for kind of the situation for Nico Hines. Like they weren't – they were kind of on the outer, I think, with Fitler and weren't real happy with New South Wales coaching. But, you know, new news raising – New, new ideas, they're both back open to being able to do it. Um, I was just looking at that. So he's two – based on this, Alex Johnston is two behind Billy Slater and mm-hmm. third. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did score one today. I'm not sure if that's been updated. Yeah. So Because um, I can't see any statistics for him for this season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so he might be one behind Billy's, Billy Slater. I think he gets Billy. Yep. Should uh, – will he get – yeah, Ken, I, I think, think so. If he, he did, if he stays healthy, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, he did 21 mm-hmm. uh, last year. So we will continue Alex Johnson watch. Um, he's, what, third there and how far – you got there 24 by quick maths as well. Yeah. Based on that number. Yep. Maybe 23. So 23, I think. Yeah. So uh, am I that confident you're going to do it this year? Healthy Luttrell is a big difference because he averages 30 tries a season with mm-hmm. Luttrell. So mm-hmm. – um, that, that will really boost his numbers. But, yeah, if Alex Johnson can play the season, I'm, he could be number one try scorer of all time. Yeah, how old he is? Uh, early 30s. 29. Yeah. I just looked at it. I thought early 30s too. Yeah. I thought to have, for him to have scored that many tries, Playing he must be 30. 2014, this is 10th yeah. season. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. so. He, he, started as he, turn, he turns 30 this year. Incredible stuff uh, for AJ. Uh, I think there's no doubt he's going to get the record. Uh, but, yeah, is it in 2024 mm. or mm-hmm. is it 2025? Mm-hmm. That's maybe the, the more pertinent question. Yep. Mm. Uh, anything else to add there for South? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. We've all got them top four. Uh, if they – I think sort of like Manly uh, – if they were to miss the eight, that would be a disappointing season, although pressure probably a little bit higher uh, even on mm. South uh, with, you know, Whiten coming in. They really they really, they should, really be, should be a top four team. Yeah, and they shouldn't finish ninth like they did last year. Correct. They, they have yep. they ha- that, you know, uh, not playing finals footy for them is a, is a huge failure. Mm-hmm. failure. So yep. um, they really need to play finals football. All right, let's go to the dynasty. The Penrith Panthers won the comp last year, won the comp the year before, won the mm. comp. The year before that, three-peat, um, looking at our predictions. Everyone's had them uh, f- winning the comp last year, which were good predictions. Sean, you've got them finishing second. Do you think Brisbane maybe take that extra step this year? Me and Monks have got them finishing Brisbane first. Brisbane need to get a roll yeah. on. They <laughs> went super great today. Against ah, it's a long season. But it is a long season. Uh, this is, I was listening to our chat about them last year. It was kind of like... Yeah, these are all the guys they lost, you know, big, big losses in Happy <laughs> Coruscant and Matt Burton and all these guys leaving. And then we're like, yeah, but they still the best team. And we couldn't yeah. really articulate why, you know, we said, oh, well, they've got well, they're the, still, the Cleary combination. Yeah, they've, they've got yeah. this incredible got junior. Tom Brady, so, yeah. Yeah, so I think that when you look at it on paper again, they should be worse. They're yep. outs from a talent perspective outweigh their ins. Mm-hmm. Mm. But we're in a dynasty – Three, you know, the three-peat was uh, an NRL-era record. No one has done that since the 80s and, and Parramatta doing it. And what they're trying to do now mm. is go even further into the history books and you've got to go back to the Dragons uh, back in the uh, late 50s, early 60s, the 11 in a row with something we'll never see again, yeah. Yeah. Uh, bearing in mind there was no salary cap yes. back in those days. So to, to win three of these things in a row is, is yeah. in, incredible. In the NRL era, yeah, definitely. 
can they go for, do four? That's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is mm. their last year with Jerome Luai has confirmed that he'll go over to the Tigers next year. So yep. breaking up that six and seven combination uh, mm. that has done so well for them. Uh, but they did bring back Dane Laurie, who's a Panthers junior. Uh, mm. So I don't know if they've earmarked him for 2025 playing yeah. the six. I think mm. if anything's going to be there outdoing, it'll be that dynamic. Mm. Are they, is he looking over his shoulder already? He's already thinking about next year, um, you know, leaving. Uh, you know, is there any tension? Like if they start losing yeah. games, then that, I think the frustration maybe that can w- fracture them. But That c- could be a headline because Jerome Luai is a walking headline as yeah, it is. It is yep. yeah. so, so you could definitely see the uh, the Sydney yeah. print media going going after him if they were to drop yeah, a so few games. Exactly. Yeah. So And whether that, you know, starts to – Fracture that relationship a little bit, and then of course, when he leaves, I'll reset, and they'll probably be yeah. excellent next year. I doubt, maybe, I but yeah, Romy and like yeah. we're, we're clutching at straws for a reason why they'll be bad. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> otherwise, they're probably going to finish one or two. Like you know, they've still got an excellent squad. Their their spine mm. is still elite. Um, so yeah, they've still got Nathan Cleary in there. So yep. you, you can't can't fault them. And. And, you know, I was saying I'm missing the 80s unders for South and Manly. Missing the four is is yeah. unders for Penrith. They, yeah, exactly. There's no reason why they shouldn't be a top four team again this year. They're $3.75 yeah. to win the whole thing, which is bloody short. short. Yeah, probably, probably not a heap of value there. Um, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, if there's any team that can do it, it's uh, it's this team. They've just proven time and time again, especially in the big games as well. I felt like last mm. year they kind of – they looked – like they weren't quite the Penrith of 2022 um, and uh, they they were able to go go through and, and win games when it mattered most. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, the greatest thing that ever happened to them was probably getting hammered by the storm in the, in the grand final. It really mm. taught them, mm. uh, you know, how to how to prepare, how to get ready. The, the veteran that was Cam Smith and the way he ran that game, I think they learnt a lot, especially for Nathan Cleary and they've mm. been dominant. Post that, yep. um, yeah, it was really the coming of age, I think, for them, their moment. Uh, we will talk briefly about the other ends. So Paul Alamotti comes over from the Bulldogs. I don't think he'll be pushing uh, for a starting centre job. I think Tungo or, or Taylor May, who's coming back from injury, yep. uh, would have to get hurt. Brad Schneider, uh, half, he comes across. Uh, and Riley Price comes across uh, from the Cowboys. <laughs> Lots of outs. So we've got to talk about it. We've already mentioned Critter, Zach Hosking, we spoke about last pod, mm-hmm. uh, goes over to the Raiders. Spencer Lenyu, who got himself in a bit of hot water today, over to the yeah. Chooks. Um, Jamin Salmon uh, of Weak Dotted Dog fame. Jack Cogger, Tom Jenkins. So lots of outs for him. And again, you know, success does build pressure because, you know, guys demand a bit more coin and that's part of the game. But – if last year's anything to go off where we were talking about all the outs and like, holy fuck, there's a lot of lot of guys going out, didn't seem to matter for them as long as they've got that core together. Yeah, I've, mm. I think, yeah, we've kind of talked about it, like the the way that it could fall apart, but, you know, this could be their last dance as well. Yep. So you could go the other way as well. They all group together to yep. do it for one last time. One to watch, Maverick Guy, a son of Mark Guy, 23-year-old. Uh, he's mm-hmm. been elevated mm-hmm. up to their top 30. Uh, probably doesn't find himself quite in their best 17, but uh, origin period uh, should definitely get a start. Uh, and a couple of injuries, uh, we'll see him in. So uh, keep an eye out on Maverick Guy. If he's anything like his old man, be pretty handy. Yep. Mm. One through 17, this is their predicted lineup. Dill Edwards, uh, Sunia Taruva, Isaac Tungo, Talon May coming back off the ACL. Brian Toto, oh, the meter eater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerome Law, Nathan Cleary. 
Then forward pack has taken a bit of a hit, but they still look pretty strong on paper. Moses Leota, Mitch Kenny, James Fisher-Harris, Liam Martin, Scott Sorensen, who was vastly improved last mm-hmm. year, Isaiah Yo, mm-hmm. uh, and Bench as well, uh, uh, taking a bit of a hit. Sonny Luke, Zach Hosking goes. Yep. So that's an old thing. Uh, Luke Garner, Lindsay Smith. So maybe Maverick Guy might be pushing for a, for a bench spot. They do have the likes of Tyrone Peachy, Dane Laurie. They could possibly play him yep. as a as a bench guy. It'll be interesting to see how they how they uh, 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 get announced on Tuesday. Anything to else else there to add, Max? Uh, no, not too much. At the they've got Matt Eisenhuth as yeah. their as in their best seventeen there, uh, according to Zero Tackle. Um, yeah, no, I think you're probably right. Like, well, I was probably – like I said last year that Farnsworth would probably want to probably protect himself a little bit going across to the Dolphins, but he still had a pretty good year. Mm. Probably similar with Jerome. Like, he probably still wants – like, I mean, getting the fourth one in a row would be more than anything else that you'd want in the comp. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. reckon I reckon that's fine though. Combination there is going to be electric this year. Um, they're obviously going to play. For, they're going to prove. They need to prove. They all want to prove something. I guess. Um, long yeah. story short, they're the best and put their names in history forever. And yeah. Romy's mindset, like obviously, you don't want to just go across the Tigers and assume that you're never going to play in a grand final ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But happy <laughs> 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 hey, When I go to the Tigers next year, burp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just collecting all the pieces. <laughs> but he also, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. He might yeah. also have that, you know, I'm making this decision financially and trying to support my family for life. Well, yeah. uh, but mm. the caveat of that is, yeah, look, I'm, I may may never go to the big dance ever again. So mm. they'll be hungry. Uh, they're going to be hard yeah. to beat. Yeah, I agree. Another team that's going to be hard to beat in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> St. George Illawarra Dragons. <laughs> value at 126 to 1 to win the whole thing. Buy tickets now. <laughs> they, they finished 16th last year. They won five games. The 10th of the year before. Jeez, 10th would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, two Dragons fans here uh, and the non-Dragons fan <laughs> on my left has got them winning the spoon. Yes. I've gone 15th. You've gone 16th. You couldn't tr- put them last. You traitor. Oh, uh, I, I didn't put them last. Well, yeah. I didn't put them any on. High expectations this year for the Dragons. Uh, Sean, you want to run us through why you think this team is a wooden spoon team? Well, I... I feel like when you – well, you look at those teams we just talked about and we haven't talked about the Tigers yet, but, mm. you know, mm. the, the teams around them uh, in theory should have got better, which is I think the exact same thing we said last year, maybe outside the Titans. So you're, you're hoping the Titans are going backwards. Same mm. with Raiders. They, you know, they haven't really added, so you're hoping mm. they're going backwards uh, and the Dragons can, can uh, avoid the spoon because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about avoiding spoon. Yeah. We're not at even top eight conversations. No, like, let's avoid the spoon. Yeah. yeah, let's avoid the spoon. Mm. Um, and uh, I feel like those teams around them, Tigers and Bulldogs being the main two, have improved whereas Dragons really, they tried to sign everyone and couldn't couldn't really get any name value that mm. they were after. Um, uh, uh Besides Luciano, who, who signed but is also suspended now for the first couple of games, mm-hmm. um, he was really the the last dice roll and mm. name that they big name that they've got to come across to the, to the club. So Dragons Junior too, I've been home. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, uh, but uh, it's you know they, they had the cash, really haven't 
capitalised on it. Not really a strong roster. So, you, you know, there's not a lot you can pin your hat on that's going to go right uh, besides a man named Ben Hunt. Yeah. He is the squad. He is yeah. the side. And uh, <laughs> for anyone that watched uh, the trial game against the Tigers on the weekend, he was just doing Ben Hunt shit, yeah, you know, <laughs> setting up tries, scoring it himself. <laughs> yep. Looks at just a class above everyone else. Caveat, it was a, a preseason game, but we've seen him do it, you know, mm. in origin. We've seen him do it for the Dragons for a number of years. Exactly. Uh, he did commit. To the, to the to the season, to the Dragons. Yeah. Um, but, you know, same thing that happened last year when they've lost 10 in a row and uh, does he start questioning and just like, I've only got so much longer left in my career. Do mm. I mm. uh, want to stick it out here, the Dragons, or again, like move north, um, go closer to home like he talked about last year. So, yeah. He, for now, he's committed. Um, I think he's only on a one-year deal left, last yeah, year's deal. Yeah, I think he's on deal, the last, so. last of, his, yeah. of his contract. Um a bit of a shit show of an off-season as well mm. with the Ronald Volkman fiasco, you know, bringing over a guy from the Warriors and his shoulder hadn't been fault. cleared. And the physio said it felt like chocolate because it was a strange <laughs> was descriptor, so I thought. <laughs> and uh, and poor Corey Allen, who was a reasonable signing, uh, you know, yeah, probably would have slotted in, uh, in somewhere somewhere yep. in the back line, did his ACL. So uh, not, a, not a great uh, pre-season for them. I'm glad they got uh, Leilua. There's sort of some question marks around how much he's getting paid and is he worth it, although the Cowboys are paying some of his contract as yeah. well. So, uh, you know, they've done well there. Hamasello uh, is not... No slouch coming over from uh, from the rabbits. He probably gets a bench spot. Uh, but the big question is is how's Cole Flanagan going to play under his dad? He was a, a product. There was a time a few years ago when he was at the Chooks where I was like, he's going to be the next big thing. Yep. And you know, for whatever reason, injury was part of it. Um, you know, wasn't able to play week in and week out. And again, mm. it's much like the Luke Brooks question: like, is he a talented footballer that got stuck in a poor system? Yeah. The difference he, is that Brooks is going into a pretty reasonable system, whereas Kyle Flanagan was up, it. Well, up. he was in a reasonable system at the Roosters. Yeah, for sure, that is true. And but they got, were like, they obviously, I don't want to say saw something in, in him and just said, "No, he's not going to be good," and booted him. Mm. But they, that's kind of like it went. They they saw, you know, Sam Walker and another guy come up, mm. and they went, "I think we don't need him anymore," and they mm. let him go. And then, you know they. He tried his best at the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs were like, he really doesn't fit with us and mm. it's not going to work out. So, um, yeah, his dad essentially given him the lifeline. Luckily for him, he doesn't have to be the dude that he had to be in the Bulldogs. Um, he, he can palm that off. That's Ben Hunt's role. So, which hopefully, like we, we're saying with Luke Brooks, then DCE is going to do that, you know, that frees him up just to play his natural game and I guess get back to enjoying his footy versus the constant, um, you know, hammering he's been getting the last couple of mm. years. About, about his capability and about how his leadership and how he, he goes about it. So. Yeah, 100%. He's got this season for to try and soak up every single second of being mm. uh, playing inside Ben Hunt and, and yeah. if it is Hunt's last year at the Dragons, which, well, it's probably like which yeah, <laughs> is highly probable, uh, you know, hopefully preparing him to, to be the guy uh, next yeah. year. Yeah. But I think that's that's the biggest thing for them is is how Flanagan fits into the system um, and, God forbid, Ben Hunt get hurt. Yeah. Uh, how, how he was um, – Gets hurt, wants would, to disappear. Go. Mm. He's going to be gone for origin period, so – um, yeah, they're going to have to figure out what to do when he's not there. Uh, and you know, there's not a lot of great talent, unfortunately, to to, to pick on. And, you know, they've made some changes. I think – is Lomax going to play in the in the wing? Yeah, so in the trials he's 
playing uh, out on the wing. So it's so much for paying him as a fullback. And <laughs> well, it's it's all. There's a few things at play here. It's on Bitcoin, and he's. First yeah. thing, well, first thing is is that Flanagan seems to be saying Tyrell Sloan is going to be our man with the one on his back. Uh, Dragons fans in the comments often will uh, stick the boot into Paul Tyrell. He's only young uh, and he's got to grow into his body. There's been some defensive howlers yeah. uh, through the preseason and through last year that he'll need to work on. Having said mm. that, when he's got the ball in his hand in the open field, he looks electric. Like he looks like, oh, we can actually get some points out of this guy and they've really struggled to, to score points over the last few years. Um, you know, no one really looks likely outside of, outside of Ben Hunt uh, mm-hmm. being able to create or score himself. Exactly. Uh, so I don't mind the the continued Sloan uh, experiment. It does seem like a little bit of a waste with with Lomax going out to the wing, but this recruitment mm. of edge back rowers is kind of forcing it. Yeah, so yeah. Leilua comes in, who wasn't there obviously last year, and Tom yep. Eisenhuth is no slouch either mm-hmm. from the Storm. So Jack Bird was playing in the centres and yeah. that pushed Lomax out onto the wings. So. I imagine if the trolls and you know the the team list is anything to go off. Uh, Do you want to run them through the list? Yeah. I'm now interested. Like, where's Jack Bird going to be playing? So. Yeah. So <laughs> I think this is the way that they'll line up. And Monks, have you got the zero tackle one there yeah, just to just up. to go yeah. off it as well? Uh, I've got them as Sloan, Ravalawa, mm-hmm. Bird, Sully, Lomax. Mm-hmm. That's often how they were going in the trial games. Flanagan six, Ben Hunt seven. Yep. Uh, front rowers: Blake Laurie, Francis Bolo, Hooker, Jacob Little. Uh, one edge will be definitely Jaden Sewer, uh, and then uh, barring the first couple of games of suspension, I think Luciana Lelua will play the other edge. Jack DeBellin locks down the 13 jersey for sure. Uh, I think Hamosello coming across from uh, um, Rabbits will be uh, on the bench for sure, probably with Michael Molo, Toby Couchman, and I want to talk a little bit about Villami Fafida. Uh, he's my one to watch. Uh, this season, he's a 23-year-old big middle uh, coming over from Blacktown, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, his tip to maybe be getting a, a bench spot uh, even as early as uh, as round one, but definitely keeping an, uh, an eye out for him. Yep. Uh, Villami Fafida, depth is a real concern. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we talk about it with other teams, and yeah, well, if you the, look at the, the fact that the Dragons are my own team, I really got to put that out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, well, the, you look at the, the depth is, is concerning. Yeah, you look at the outs, and they did look. You know, it might be not the top tier talent, but you, it's talent for dragons. It's talent that you'd really not be losing. And Billy so. Burns is pretty handy. Yep. Josh Kerr is pretty handy. Yep. Uh, Moses and By, although you know, probably on the t- twilight of his career, was Some playing, uh, you know, a starting or, or mm-hmm. a, uh, as a fourteen last year. Uh, Zane Musgrove, I don't know. They bring him in. For, he only plays a year and he goes. Mm. But Sullivan, who is, will get to the Tigers in a second. There's, there's a whole swart of, of guys that were in their starting seventeen last year that have gone. Yep. Uh, so yes, they, you know, some of that is negated with their ins. You know, Leilua, Flanagan, Sello probably all be starting uh, one to seventeen when they come in. But mm. uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. Raymond for Tyler Moreno as well as interesting signing was uh, the club captain at the Bulldogs. Yep. Not the most talented guy in the world, but maybe uh, bringing him over for some leadership uh, and and maybe uh, slots in uh, into the into a bench position there. But mm. look, I've got, I'm looking at it with red and white glasses. I think I think the Tigers are. are Worse, uh, the 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 trial game, yes, albeit a trial, was you know essentially the their strongest going at it. 
Um, and that could be the Spoon Bowl again this year <laughs> is the Tigers and, and Dragons. So strap yourself in when that uh, blockbuster rolls around. So the big difference I, I see in that list is Chuck Bird's in the second row. Mm. Yeah, so they've got Bird in the second row. That doesn't have uh, – that's after oh, after Leilua. Yeah, has, yeah so yeah. I, I think Leilua will come in there with Jack Bird possibly playing in the centres and Lomax out on the wing. That's how they line up yeah. in trials. So yep. Yep. that's how uh, they can go good. off it. I, I don't know. Maybe Bird will will um, play as an edge, or um, depends what what sort of shape or what size he's in. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he kind of fluctuates depending on what they ask him to do. He's pretty good. Yeah, like he's you know a premiership winning player and got a fair bit of mongrel in him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when you, like, but when you say when you're looking strictly at ins and outs, mm. it's a little concerning. Yep. yep. Silver lining Hunt is on contract until 2025. Oh. But whether he plays through to 2025. So that's uh, Dan Riccio there of um, uh, Daily Telegraph and SEN fame. He's He mm. said uh, his belief is he's not there next year. Mm. So it'd be interesting. It was halfway through last year that, you know, Ben Hunt's out the door next week was what was yeah. being reported. <laughs> yeah, well, they went into origin camp and he was obviously was talking to those boys and he was like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, how much of that is, is real and how much of is, is that the, yeah, well, they, the they, rugby league circus in the media? Yeah, I, see, yeah. I think the, 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 the deal to go to the Broncos to play nine was, was a done deal and then to go play for the mm-hmm. Dolphins um, next season, well, this season, yeah, I think it was all ready to go barring um, the Dragons signing off on letting go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, the level hour they said, oh, well, should we really get rid of our best player for, with no return? <laughs> No. <laughs> so I guess some common sense prevailed on their end. Good. But, yeah, uh, the question will be, does he get disgruntled at all, um, especially if they're losing bulk games to start the season? My concern is next year. Yeah, I, yeah that's yep. – I'm a bit more worried about next year than Need this to find year. Some talent the year. last few years it's always been our uh, Dragons will be spooned or there or thereabouts and it hasn't eventuated. It went fucking close last year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think while Spen Hunt's there and healthy, uh, I don't think they're a wooden spoon team. Mm-hmm. But I also yeah, – I'm my team, so maybe I've, I've got to just be- wake up in the morning and believe that. <laughs> well, I've been believing, I think, for the last three or four years they'll be the spoon, so maybe it's this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else to add there, Max? Uh No, not really. I think, yeah, covered pretty much everything. Anyone there in the who's – not in those projected teams that you like the look of. I think Tom Eisenhuth is a pretty handy player. Whenever mm-hmm. you bring someone out of a Melbourne system, you you got to yeah. be reasonably happy with them. Ben yep. Murdoch Masilla came across from the Warriors. He's older. Um, it's it's yeah. I'm not saying yeah. these guys are premiership <laughs> winning guys, but uh, you know there's a little bit of experience there at least. Yep. Yeah. I think that's it. Sort of just building on the experience they have and sort yeah. of bringing up some of these younger players as well. Yeah, the Cashman yeah. brothers, you know, we were talking about brothers before. They, they were pretty handy mm. last year. They're only young. They're only going to get better. But, uh, mm. yeah, when you look at the, at the the 18 through 30 in the list, it's uh, it's a little concerning. And given one of them's gone with an ACL and one's Cody Ramsey who is still on that on the list but he's uh, struggling yeah. uh, with his ulcerative colitis, uh, there's – yeah, a big question mark around depth. Yeah. I'll do for the Dragons. I don't think we need 20 minutes on the wooden spooner. <laughs> Let's get into a top eight squad. Let's talk about the Chooks. All right. Uh, they're paying eight to one to win the whole thing. That might have come in after today's performance. Ooh, yeah. The Chooks finished seventh last year, 13 and 11. There was a good 
portion where they look like they might miss the eight and really mm-hmm. got things together in the last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, they finished sixth the year before. Uh, I've got them. I've gone really quite uh, bullish on them. I've got mm. them finishing second. Uh, I really think they're a top four team at least. You guys have got yeah. them just fringe. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And that for me, that kind of really depends on how Souths go. Mm. Like if oh, Souths yeah. um, start to struggle again, then uh, I'd switch those two and you know, the Chooks can, yep. can roll straight into the, into that list. Yeah. I put uh, a lot of pressure on White and, and the Souths just yeah. taking that next step up. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's it, but um, – Roosters are kind of like uh, the Storm. They're always going to be competitive and be good at the, at the, you know, in that top list. They primarily, um, well, annually, always make the top eight. So I think they'll do so again. Um, I think the big thing for them was probably this, the thing that really caused them issues last year was the health of their halves. So, mm. you know, they're probably one of the teams that has some of the more undersized halves. Um, uh, but, you know, on their day when they're, when they're foreign, they're uh, – you know, at the top of the list for 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 a team with a spine, um, Tedesco looked washed last year. Was probably another big thing. He looked really good today. He looked so on fire today. That, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, whether he had you know niggles he dealt with all last year or something like that, who knows? But um, yeah, he looked healthy and uh, had plenty of uh, spring in his step. So if they can keep that that going, and if uh, was Cheese their number one choice at nine, so mm-hmm. again that's a you know at him that's a pretty tasty spine uh, for for the Chooks and. They're going to win a lot of football games um, with those guys all healthy, foreign. So uh, mm. I think they can be anything. I think five is probably like a safe kind of spot, but like you've got them too. They could definitely end up being there again, another team that stay healthy, go on a run. Part of me also having them too is a real disdain for the Broncos. I'm <laughs> 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 being completely honest there. Uh, but yeah. they did get the pickies over the Broncos today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the they big did. nine big name signings, uh, Spencer Lenu yep. uh, coming across from the Panthers and Dom Young who uh, missed today uh, through injury. Uh, he should feature yep. a little bit uh, later in the year. Mm. And mm. they're going to potentially have some big outs next year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Suwali, of course, going to rugby and then mm. – Mm. Um, Joseph, like, where's where? he was electric today, but there's no sort of certainty around Joseph Manu's. Yeah, he seems he's off contract well. and he's mm. like, I it's weird, like, I can't get a deal, so I gotta go play rugby. Like, that's how you read the headline, but it you, know, you obviously like you probably get a deal, but maybe it's not the sort of coin that he the thinks he's, want. he's worth. Well, rug, so, rugby yeah. will throw insane money, yeah. Well, that's that's mm. the thing, so yeah, maybe do that for a couple of years, get the super up, and then come back. Um, yeah, so maybe it is this year or bust. You know, we're saying with the Warriors, you know, with AFB going and an aging Sean Johnson, we're saying in the last vid that, yeah, that, you mm. know, this is really peak window for them. Yeah. Uh, maybe Roosters somewhat in the but, similar but ha- boat. But having said that, the Roosters can find Nick um, talent from elsewhere, so <laughs> I think <laughs> that we're fine. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, Teddy and Kiri aren't getting any younger. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Teddy mm. looked like a step slower last year. Uh, but, yeah, if today's anything to go off, uh, Teddy look well and truly back. Some of the bigger names in the outs, we mentioned Corey Allen, uh, Fletcher Baker mm-hmm. uh, goes to the Bronx, uh, Drew Hutchinson over the Dogs, Matt Lodge over to Manly, Paul Momorowski's going to Super League, Jackson mm-hmm. Paulo goes to the Seagulls, Jake Turpin to the Dogs is a big sort of cleaning out of uh, a lot of the sort of tier two guys uh, yeah. from, yeah. from and, their list. And uh, the older dudes as well, so mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of list. Mm. <clears throat> they still got a good, good squad. The Dom didn't play today, did he? No, he's, he's out, out hurt. Yeah, that's right. He had the concussion. Yep. yep. 
Yeah. Uh, Wonder Watch is that Sua Wong uh, playing on the edge. Uh, I think a lot of super coach and fantasy guys were keeping an eye on him. Uh, could be anything. Uh, so Wonder Watch there, Sua Wong. There's a few guys in the Wonder Watch uh, with some Asian heritage there, Monks. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. let's keep an eye on them. Yeah, definitely. All right, into the Tigers. Same as the Dragons, 126 to 1 to win the whole thing. They've been 4 and 20 meat pies last two seasons, winning just four games. Got them a spoon in both seasons. Uh, yeah. They they come last in 2022 and you think, oh, well, can't get any worse. Well, they had another team and they come 17th. It did did get worse from last season. Uh, In some reasonable names, uh, they've also got some big big outs. Uh, Justin Olam comes across from the storm. Aiden Caesar, who Canberra people know pretty well, uh, former Raider and more more recently with Leeds, uh, comes over. Bud Sullivan, Mm. Jaden Sullivan, who I'm – I've seen a lot of as a Dragons fan, uh, most likely going to uh, get the get the sixth jumper. Uh, and they've got this big uh, winger, Solomon Alamolo, uh, coming across from rugby. He's like a mm. – it's kind of like a Daniel Tupu kind of 196-centimetre winger kind yep. of build. So right. wingers probably don't win your comps if your spine's no good, but uh, he looks like he, he might be reasonable. Also got the Finu brothers mm. coming over from Manly, Latu mm-hmm. and Samuela. Uh, so Latu in particular, young half, could – could uh, for them. Yeah, could be a, uh, a reasonable player at some stage. Been over mm. the, the big out, Luke Brooks uh, goes over to Manly. They do lose Sean Bloor to the storm. Uh, outside of that, Dane Laurie, uh, a few wingers in Mamola and Nofaluma, uh, and then some, mm. some fringe guys in Tommy Talao, Brennan Wakeham on the way out uh, too. Joe, Joe Offengale, he wasn't uh, – he did play Origin at one point. So. Yeah, he's a good player. He'd also <laughs> – it's also – he went last seat. He'd already yeah, played he, games he with the Eels yeah, last true, year. True. So it's not – It was a, back end of the year. That's right. Yeah. It's not a true out. But, uh, yeah, from the team that was there 12 months ago, had all the stuff with mm. Nofaluma and not wanting to go to training and yep. you know, kind mm. of played his his cards. And uh, Offengale, like you said, you know, was an Origin guy at, at one stage. So – um, there are a few big outs. Dane Laurie uh, as well, who, mm. uh, if it wasn't for Jareen Buller looking so good uh, mm-hmm, la- mm-hmm. at the back end of last year, uh, they'd probably be a little bit more concerned about him going out. Yep. Mm. Sacked the entire board back in December. Yep. So, again, you know, much like the the Bulldogs was, you know, knocking the whole thing down <laughs> and starting again. Looks like that's what the Tigers will be doing through uh, the, the coming years. And they – sort of are in a different camp to the Bulldogs where it's back-to-back spoons now and it's really starting to get uh, quite dicey. And I think Benji mm-hmm. will be probably feeling a fair bit of the pressure, at least from the media, uh, from round one. Yep. Uh, they have a bite round one, maybe from round two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they won their first game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got two points. Uh, it's interesting that Richardson, who's acting at the moment mm. um, for them as CEO, uh, you know, said – a couple of months ago that, you know, they're going to be pretty quick to put in the next senior management going forward and it still hasn't happened. So mm. I want, you know, he's well respected. Uh, I wonder if he's also maybe angling for that do- job long term, mm. uh, which which would be interesting, um, whether the board would allow that. So, uh, again, more backroom stories and politics uh, that could affect the Tigers. But like you said, hopefully Benji can get this squad going and, um, they obviously want to play for him. He's managed to sign some guys that want to play for him. So let's mm. hopefully they can put together a good quality squad and uh, win some games. My concern is you come last and you bring in a new unproven halves pairing. Yeah. Well, where's um, where's Adam um, uh, Dewey going to play? 
Well, he's is he still well, he's, he's, he's not going to be back. Can you go? Actually, I've got a casualty ward here. It'll be middle of the it. season before Dewey's even okay. close. Uh, I would think. It's uh, they've just got that doesn't help. It's knee indefinite. Well, when, f- did, when did he do it? About halfway through last year. Remember? Uh, so what? Mate, are we talk. We talking like June? Yeah. So it's like, it's like the first gets us about to like that's that's eight months to there. But when when was it? Uh, his return of plays twelve to sixteen months. That doesn't help. That was yeah. from April last year. April last year. Yeah. So May. So May June. Kind of yeah. thing. It's the first. It's like at least the first two months that he's not yeah. playing. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's going to have to be Sullivan and Caesar. Yeah, I'd say so. For the the first few, and if you start one and seven, like mm-hmm. you know, how much is is Adam Dewey going to be able to do? He is yeah, electric yeah. at best. Do you want to rush him back, etc. Hundred percent in there. Mm. Their forward pack on paper should be good. Yes. Stefano played Origin. Coruscant is happy. You know, mm. John Bateman at. at when he was at the Raiders was one of the, the hardest edges getting around. Papa Lee's a, a freak. Clemmer getting long in the tooth but still good. Mm. Um, mm. You know, they've got, got a, a reasonably um, formidable pack at least on paper. Uh, Justin Ollum's a good get, you know, when, mm-hmm. when he's mm-hmm. on. He's one of the hardest hitting centres there is getting getting around. Jareem Buller uh, is young but looked looked uh, very good in uh, some of those games, toward, particularly towards the back end of last year. Mm. Yeah, I just got a lot of questions around uh, a team that, that come last and bring in two new halves. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure for, for them. Yeah. Mm. I'd just say for me looking at that list compared to the, the Dragons, like they've got more name value. Their forward pack's better yeah. on paper. Yeah. I, th- I think I, there's you know, more name value there. Whereas I look at the Dragons and I go like, this team's about hunt. Like, yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, so. And again, that's maybe a little bit of uh, personal bias as well yes, where I watch yes. them week in and week out exactly. and I'm like, how the fuck do you not know who Toby Couchman is, yes. bruh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's completely reasonable criticism. I, I, when you look at them, you know, their, their pack in particular. Um, yeah, should be giving them a good platform. So yeah. hopefully those guys, new house bearing, can get, get some space, get some room. But so. also none of those guys are new. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah, they're, they're all. Coruscant was there last year. Clemmer was there last year. Bateman yeah. was there last year. Papa Lee was there last year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you you've got the best pack in the comp, doesn't mean anything if your halves are no good. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, they, they can give you the best platform, but if you can't score points out of the back of it, then just, yeah, you just waste time. And again, but Bud Sullivan's a handy little player. Like mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. he's young and and really good in attack. Will look good. Uh, um, Caesar's experienced. You know, so they're mm-hmm. gonna have that that. Sort of mix of old and young uh, in in the halves, but I just I, I just think it's a lot to ask of yeah. guys to come in, mm. particularly given all the uh, you know constant um, uh, media scrutiny of Luke Brooks, and I think this yeah. year will be a yeah. nice fuck you year for Luke Brooks to, to show. Well, look, I'm actually pretty good at footy. Yeah, it was the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Anyways. Uh, I've got them getting the spoon. You've got them um, 16? 16th. 16th and I have yeah. fifth, 16th. Uh, I have a 16th, you're a 15th. 15th, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, well, hopefully more than just a step above um, last season. I think, yeah. Above um, the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll see if that one comes back to bite me. No, I think, I'm <laughs> uh, just reading notes here. Um, it's going to be a big year for John Bateman. Um, mm-hmm. He really needs to prove himself second year in. Um, the Tigers. Well, last year was all about will he, won't he? Was he going to play and show up? And yeah. he didn't. He played pretty well, but yeah, he's got to continue that. Yeah, that's it. So I'm good coin. Who's yeah. zero tackle got there as a rising star? Josh Felitti. 
Yes, Josh Felitti. Position? Uh, Age? Josh Felitti is 19 centres. Yeah. yeah. It could certainly be pushing for a centres position. Uh, yeah, you think Olam will definitely have one. Stafford Toa, not bad uh, on his day, but uh, one to keep an eye on there is uh, Felitti. Yeah, all right, let's talk about the Vegas games. Uh, so 40,000 in there at Allegiant Stadium today. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good considering, oh, what was it, 10 days ago, they were concerned that only 20,000 tickets had been sold. Uh, it was pretty windy outside the ground. Luckily, it's a nice lush grass to play inside. Yeah. Some uh, pretty <laughs> concerning pictures of the in goal and how close it was to the concrete pre-game. Luckily, no one went out the back of it and got hurt. Um, yeah, it wasn't like it was wet or do anything like slippery. You'd slide all the way out the yeah. back. Can't get wet. It's not there. Super League, so yeah. yeah. There was one moment um, in the Broncos Rooster games where Tupo went to down the sideline and got mm. a bit of a shove into straight into the wall. Yeah, uh, Walsh got him. Or a cameraman or something. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? Because that, that got called as a shoulder charge. charge, and I don't like you defending your goal line. I don't really know. Yeah. What Reese Walsh is meant to do in that situation, but it wasn't like a, a Sunny Bill shoulder charge motion. No, nah. it, it was. Yeah, yes, he led with the shoulder, which I guess is the the definition for the rule. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's thrown his body at uh, at him to try and um, prevent the try, and he's done it. So I think he'll happily take the penalty, um, yep. and yep. They'll, they'll keep uh, keep going. And I think Billy Slater was saying post game as well. It's more dangerous for him to put his head on his hip or head yeah. in front there to... Which is classic from Billy coming because he led with the knees. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love hearing that from a, a Queensland fucking origin. Well, that was when he played for Storm, out. bro. Oh, like, never, for, okay, never, yeah. never. He didn't do it for Queensland. Never did he did it for Queensland, Storm, only when he's played for Storm. That's a Billy tactic, that one. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they ruled that out, of course, you know, kind of throwing the legs in to try and, mm-hmm. you know, mess up where he's putting the ball down. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're, you're right. Like, if he's coming... Across, like if he's got a million mile an hour split second decision, yeah, it's it's you're in head, you're in hip and knee, ter- um, knee territory. Mm. So yeah, he's in cop something like that. You kind of want to try and force him to hit him up high. So yeah, uh, not much you can do. Joe Manu's flick pass was uh, pretty amazing. It'll be interesting uh, to see what happens moving forward if it's rugby or one of the more lowly clubs that that offers yeah, lots it's of a money. Small sideline, no. At least yeah, he didn't go down no. the stairs. Yeah, bloody oath. It's kind of lucky. Um, oh, well, that's, that's just the something they have to because they've got a five-year yeah. deal with this stadium, so uh, yeah. it's super tight there. Yeah. It really look like a shoulder charge, though. Yeah, it doesn't look like a shoulder charge no, live when you slow it down. It's, yeah. It is his shoulder that that makes no, con- yeah, contact, exactly. but uh, and his arm's not a hundred percent tucked, but it is tucked. Like if his arm's out out away yeah. from his body a little bit more, it looks like a wrap. But then that's more likely to do him damage as well. Like, that's how you, yeah. Pop your shoulder out. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, like I said, I think you'll be happy to take the prevent the try and take the penalty there. Hundred percent. Chooks did look good. Get the win, twenty to ten. It was sort of marred by uh, some allegations of racial abuse coming from Spencer Lenu. First game yep. gets thrown a big contract and uh, allegedly has said something to Ezra Miam. So we'll see how that all washes out. There'll yeah. certainly be some uh, some evidence given. I think I saw I something think. as we were starting potty that the roosters were saying essentially apologising. So whether mm. that's you know in the mm. apology they're admitting guilt. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll see what comes yeah. out of that in the coming days. Manly won the early game against South. Triple Turbo looked good. Uh, mm. We've already spoken about Brooks and DCA looking yeah. good and Olokuatu, him. So. And Alex Johnson scores, tries, <laughs> water is wet. Um, 
et cetera, et cetera. Had previously mentioned Cohen Hess and Tom Gilbert, thinking well, for with them and their ACL rehabs. Penrith did lose the World Cup, uh, what's a club champion? Club, club challenge. Uh, club yeah. challenge, yeah. Um, they have never won. Yes. They've, never really? got, they've got the worst record in the World Club Challenge ever. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, right. I reckon they give zero fucks about no, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. Yes. But, yeah, they did yeah. lose. Uh, there was a quite questionable call made in that yeah. as well. Yeah, it's catching that cricket ball like James, James does. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, nearly went blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's a, and that kind of leads into the, the chat about uh, Super League potentially being up for sale, mm. Rugby League potentially yeah. wanting to buy it and move it to uh, – Back to a winter sport, then to the kind of where's it in the moment, like summer, summer, summer spring, moment, like yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I think back in the winter. Well, sport. no, it's starting. It's starting at the moment, but it runs into their summer. summer. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So spring, summer for them, but yeah, we we'll make it more of a winter sport. Which supposedly, from what I've seen, as the fans would like that. Mm. Seems like it's got a mm. reasonable price tag, and the NRL is um, firing on cylinders at the moment with money, so. Uh, you know, they might be might be interested in that. But I have seen that um, outside of buying Super League, maybe they should get more involved in the rest of Europe because um, it looks like Catalans essentially is funding a lot of the other um, teams to play in their league mm. um, to keep them afloat. Um, they, I read something that they were You're paying right. for all the travel of all the other teams so they could uh, can keep, keep the, the season going. Would be cheaper, but, you know, you, well. again – looking to expand the game versus buying a well-established league, but the well-established league probably makes more money than the um, than the other leagues in Europe. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's potential growth. Uh, you know, and a rugby league is a global sport. Mm. Yeah. If the horseman gets his way, you'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get the uh, grand final t- time up for it. They, they've, they've started, so it does yeah. start in their winter, yeah. but it's... So they're in week three yeah. now. Uh, Even just go for their final last year if you, if you don't have a, a date for this year. Yeah, I'll look on that. Yeah, just go 2023 Super League Grand Final. Uh, it's hard though because it's like s- soccer over here is a summer sport because mm-hmm. the, they don't want it to clash with the big football codes. Yeah, exactly. So they've yeah. got the opposite problem over there of uh, rugby league clashing with with soccer or football. It's not soccer, mate. It's football. Yeah. Grand final was there, fourteenth of October. It's right around ours. Yeah, yeah. So it pretty much mirrors our season. But uh, I did see that they've done um, deals with telev- televising here as well, so you'll mm. get more of ESPN, KO, etc. Um, also helps them grow into uh, America, which we've also done deals. Um, so NRL's also done deals um, yeah, with ESPN, etc. So more game, more rugby league games on your television across the globe. Yeah. Catalan players in the Super League. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, that, are they fun? Are they helping fund other teams? They, they could be. They could be. Yeah, I'll have to go back and see if I can find that. Article yeah, read a bit interesting. More. But yeah, it's um, you know it's not a huge league, not making fuckloads yep. of money like we're saying because they've um, competing against the, the big soccer leagues, football leagues. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose because they look like they're probably the only French team yeah. there, so yeah. maybe they are funding teams to come play, play in them, France. So. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. Mm. Yeah. So if you get NRL to dump a whole heap of money into it, can you expand the um, the league from 12 to 14, 16 maybe, add a couple of French teams in there and then have a bit of a bigger competition? Yeah. 
give give more avenue for the, the older guys that maybe can't hold down an NRL spot to at least still be applying their talents elsewhere. Yeah. Could definitely see Peter Valandis and Andrew Abdo going, guess what? <laughs> Perth, Papua, we got you some spots. You're going to England. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right, watch this space. Uh, Super League may get bought by the NRL. Yeah. All right, should we talk some cricket? Yes, let's do it. Australia rules at cricket. End of segment. The end. <laughs> no, uh, if it wasn't really for Cam Green and Nathan Lyon, it might have been a very different looking Ooh. test match. Pitch, pitch had a fair bit in it, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it looked very green, although it was the... It's also turned a fair bit There too. was the spinners that did the damage much yeah. more so than the, than the quicks. Um, New Zealand won the toss, sent us in, and we made 383, nearly half of that coming off the bat of Cameron Green, 174 mm. not out, his breakout uh, test... Uh, big hundred, uh, and he looked repaying the faith and picking him. Yeah, ball. exactly right. He looked like everything that he's been hammed up to be. Yep. Yeah. Thoughts around the knock, boys? Uh electric, and I think you know really took took well to to um, the Kiwi grounds. I think any of the the swing, any of the bounce, he kind of took a liking to. You know, hit five sixes in there, mm-hmm. lots of falls. Anything that was kind of head height, he was just smacking it all over the place. So uh, mm. I, th- I feel like, um, yeah, they. The style probably suited him really, really well, um, which was interesting because it's a stark contrast to say how he went in the Ashes, where you know the short stuff was really giving him mm. trouble. So um, I think yeah, he's got some confidence. I guess picking him at yep. four, they'll give put some confidence in him, uh, confident in his ability. That's um, hopefully helped him, and yeah, they've repaid it. Like I said, um, and he's gone out there and been shown what he can do. Yeah, perfect choice of words there, mm. repaying the faith. Uh, you know, some question marks are around, oh, can you have Green and Marsh in this mm. team? You know, are they too like for like? I've certainly seen a few people I, I like it when they bat, I like it when they bat together. Bash Brothers out there. hundred <laughs> yeah. well, percent. The big uh, fellas. You know, he's been earmarked, obviously, from a young age. Big Cam Green. He can, he can bat, he can bowl, he can field in the gully. Uh, yeah. And he can obviously go out and make big tons when his team really needs him. Because they were mm. 4 for 89 at one stage yep. here. Uh, you know, the, the first session, yep. session and a half, uh, New Zealand certainly on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Cam Green uh, has gone out and uh, absolutely uh, carried us through the, the first innings to get us to 383. Yeah, well, I wonder if – because uh, Marsh did come out as well and was playing with him and uh, – Playing his natural game. game yeah. Really, really going after it. And, yeah, again, whether that you know, gave him a bit of confidence and it was like, yeah, these blokes are hittable. Like I, I can definitely play here. And mm. um, he went on to, you know, follow on from that and put on a big score. Mm. Well, Green and Marsh had the second best partnership yeah. in the game. Right so in that middle period. Only second yeah. are uh, Green and Hazelwood. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, we, we spoke well, earlier yeah. in the show about how we've struggled to uh, to dismiss number 11s and it was the opposite. <laughs> Josh Hazelwood <laughs> stuck around for 148 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, the partnership was worth, what, 120 nearly? So yeah. 116. Yeah. yeah. So incredible for Hazelwood to stick around uh, and needs some uh, some credit there as well to playing playing the supporting role there. 
Matt Henry, five for 70, best of the Kiwi bowlers. Uh, and we were well on top at the start of the New Zealand innings. It, they looked like they were going to struggle to make 100 at one stage mm-hmm. uh, mm. with uh, with our quicks all sharing uh, some, of the, some of the opening scalps. Obviously, the big one was the run out of Kane Williamson. We'd spoken about him over the last few months and he'd scored seven tonnes in seven test matches, not seven consecutive, but yep. seven in seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was a little worried about his form as an Aussie fan coming into this one. But uh, big wicket there and obviously uh, Ravindra goes for a duck and when they're f- four for 29, five for 29 when Will Young gets out, you think, oh, fuck, here comes another three-day test. Yeah. And I – what did you – well, let's go to Wheeling, back to the run-out. What did you think of the run-out? Yeah, it was a shit show, really. Good fielding, though. Yeah. Do you think Stark got involved too much? They had to run around him? Nah. Maybe <laughs> green and gold glasses on. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I, I don't – realistically, um, did it matter? Manus, no. Manus, you know, knocking it down like – Yeah. Uh, he's struggling with a bat, but he can field, uh, that's mm. for sure. I think it was okay. Um, and then the thing I saw, I'm uh, pretty sure it was Kane's averaging like 30 against Australia, India and England, but averaging 60 against the Ops. Yeah. Mm. He's, uh, he's got that flat track bully um, yeah. getting thrown at him as well because that, that was one of the points that someone made as well. Uh, oh, yeah, he's made seven in seven tests and look at who they've he played. played. Yeah. And uh, it's been South Africa bees, mm-hmm. uh, Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think there was England at the at the start um, of it, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, certainly the more recent ones were were a very understrength South Africa team in Bangladesh. Yeah, Stark's Stark, close to him, he but does, he gets he doesn't get involved in that. But uh, yeah, I think they he had to go around Stark, and then the the choice of direction he chose to go around Stark, he then hit his own. I don't think that's Stark's fault. So. And look, at the, it's not like it's. Cost him six inches. Yeah, yeah. They've they've just barbecued each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, oh, not that helps. But I think the description was um, Will Young was ball watching and just didn't and ran into yep. Williamson. So it's probably more on yeah, on them not <coughs> communicating properly. Yep. Barbecues on bah. <laughs> so what they get one hundred and seventy nine. <laughs> so there's two hundred run lead there for the Australians. Yeah, uh, and it was really off uh, Glenn Phillips and uh, and Matt Henry uh, little cameo knock there. Uh, scoring uh, the bulk of their runs. Uh, the GOAT, 4 for 43, yep. finished with 10 for in the match. We'll get to him in just a second. Uh, follow-on could have been enforced. We yep. chose not to enforce. Uh, thoughts around that decision? Uh, probably in hindsight it was maybe the right option because they needed to get some batting done because uh, <laughs> yeah, they need some practice, I think, the batting boys, uh, especially when – is that Nathan Lyon, the GOAT, is your top scorer? <laughs> yeah, he was gunning for his first 50. Never got one uh, in, but he's uh, mo- in most, cricket. He's most got the most runs, most runs yeah, ever. 1,500, I think, without Brought up 50. his 1,500, that's yeah. right. Mm. Jeez, he looked, I thought he was going to get his first uh, maiden <laughs> test 50 here. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Steve Smith chops on. Yep, a little uh, unlucky, but. Averaging, I think, he was averaging 50 till he got out there, so he would have knocked pretty down. pretty high 40s as, uh, a, as an opener. But of course, but uh, that's, uh, what, six innings with only two scores, um, mm-hmm. being the 90 and the 30 in the last one. Yeah. Everything did, else has been low, either single digits or low teens. Yep. So. Mm. Did carry his bat. Uh, yeah, you know, against the Windies, I think. Uh, I, again, the, like who else is banging at the door? I think the question you go to to Manus, one t- century in his last thirty-seven innings. Yeah. Uh, what do we think about Manus? Like we said, he can field. Uh, he's been struggling with the bat of late. 
Yeah, there's starting to uh, be some conjecture around his position uh, amongst Australian cricket pundits. I think uh, it would be absolutely absurd to drop him for this test given now after this we go into a T20 World Cup and yep. into our summer. I think if Marnus's spot's in jeopardy, it's not until the summer of 24-25. Yeah, yeah. So if we're looking ahead, yep. it's just like, yeah. Is there anyone ready to slot into three? Well, well really, they've sort of they've played their hand too as well yeah. in you know when Warner retired and we were thinking oh does it Bancroft yeah. or does it Renshaw or does it Harris does yeah. a uh, you know specialist opener get the get the gig or will they go with Green and Marsh you know in the yeah. same team who are like for like players uh, and I think we said at the time you know I said oh Bancroft probably has the runs on the board in the shield <laughs> to warrant to get warrant, warrant his selection and I think he sh- will play Test cricket again. Uh, but for mine, Cam Green is in our best six sticks, regardless of his batting, uh, regardless of his bowling and, and fielding accolades, and he's shown it in this yeah. in this Test match. So, so I think they played their hand. But does Manus form reopen that conversation? And you well, do and then go reshuffle and, the order again. Yeah, when Smudges has already gone up and has changed his game to try and become an opener. Yeah, well, do you put Smudge back to, th- to that middle there? Like maybe he's you know goes to three, and then you bring in the opener. I think we're playing too much mental gymnastics just to even make it happen. I would just rather, you know, reward. You need some form, I think. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to argue the fact that he's not in good form, but I also think the Australian public has a really bad problem with recency bias and loves to. One century and 37 innings. That's that's not a lot. (laughs) That's not a lot at all. (laughs) That's a lot of innings. What's his test average? Is he still average 50? Yes, yes. You know, I think he started so well that he's probably bought himself a little bit more time. Yeah. I'm happy to have the conversation. If we get to Boxing Day, mm-hmm. you know, or the New Year's test and and, and he's he, still scoring single he, figures. And he's like still he struggling. Been. I'm happy to have the conversation then. I just don't see at, you know, we've already retained this this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see what benefit yeah. there would be Touch in, under 50 in, in a full rebuild, a full reshuffle yeah, rather yeah. for this test and then we don't play test cricket again for, for yeah. no, no, close to eight months. No, I don't, th- like, I don't think it, anything's going to happen. I just think, uh, you know, going into the next test, if, again, you know, no runs, um, it's a long time for people to consider yeah. <laughs> what, what the future is going to look like yeah. for the summer of cricket. Pressure and, building for sure. Yeah, Whether, you know, outside of the, the World Cup, does he minus play a bulk shield cricket as well in the background um, to, to at least, you know, get those experiences, well, get more confidence and get the runs on the board. Cam Bancroft goes, wait, what the fuck? What is shield runs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he, exactly. He's still, so as of this test, his average has finally dropped below 50. 50. He's averaging 49.6. And it's a testament to how well he started his career mm-hmm. in that you said what he's got. He got one century in the last 37. So quick mass in his first 50 test matches, he made 10 hundreds. Yep. So he had one of the best starts to a, a cricketing career you could ever hope for. I'm not going to deny the fact that he's in a shit run of form, um, but I think he's safe until India in our summer. And then if he struggles in the first and second test, mm-hmm. I'm happy to have the conversation there. Yep. So looking at the last couple of seasons, he's averaged 32 last or 33 last year and then, yeah, started this year's 20, 22, 23. So. Yeah, and what's the, what's the season before that? Yeah, 71. <laughs> and the season before that? 49. And the season before that? Yeah. I don't get – What well, did it say? 38. Yeah. yeah. Where's the 100? Yeah, but that was five years ago, bro. 19, 20. The last two years. What have you done recently for me? In, yeah. 
market. It's that's it is it's, that's four years hard, ago, four years ago he's averaging one hundred and nineteen. Yeah, and there's a seventy yeah. in there as well. So it is a hard conversation to have. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's always the thing. It's the, anything in sports. It's always what have you done recently for me? So. Yep. And I think the selectors will remember what he did <laughs> what he longer than recently. Yes. Having said that, pressure building needs runs. Yeah. We'll have to see yeah. in a yeah. second test. Oh, definitely. Should we talk about Nathan Lyon? Yeah, so we then what? Get a, we didn't do great, as we're saying. We got mm. 164. Um, a lot of single digits in there, as we mentioned. Uh, where, who was the um, – Phillips. Phillips took five yeah, for – Yeah, he took five for the – he's a part-time offie. Yeah, so – Probably uh, <laughs> indicative some, of what the what the deck was doing. Showed some turn. It's like, oh, the Kiwis, you know, they've got a lot of time. And, you know, 380, it's uh, – 383, I think it was the lead they had to get to. Not know, impossible. Not the game impossible. wasn't going to finish in a draw. No, but you think if Phillips is getting uh, bulk wickets, you think the goat can do something. Yeah, I wasn't too concerned. I was like, I wouldn't mind having a 450 lead, but yeah, if they're part time off, he's skittling us. Uh, I think yeah. well, uh, when they finish, Nathan Lyon will be licking his lips. Yeah, when they finished last night at, uh, I think they were three down with uh, 113 scored from memory. Um, it's like, yeah, they're still within shouting distance, but yeah. Nathan Lyon put him to the sword today and uh, ran through him. Big time. Six for 65 for the GOAT. Uh, only a little bit of resistance from Ravindra, 59, Daryl Mitchell, 38. Pretty handy player, that Daryl Mitchell. He's uh, shown us what he can do in white ball cricket over the last few years. And, and uh, Ravindra looks like a, like a talent they might have unearthed. Some bloody oath. Well, we saw he's coming out party in the World Cup uh, mm. and hasn't – Fully uh, translated that into the into the red ball format just yet, but uh, only six tests in and still averaging thirty nine, so nothing to, to sneeze at. It's that uh, that ODIs uh, where he's really starting to look like uh, uh, an incredible talent, uh, averaging forty one, striking at one hundred and eight. Yeah, still super mm. young, and it could be anything. One hundred percent. So what? Nathan Lyon, Nathan Lyon finished with uh, ten, 10 for the match. Ten for the match, and. Uh, Six, six in the in the second innings, um, and like I said, put him to the sword, and Australia win, Australia good. I think was that nine tests in a row, Ooh. out of uh, loss because there was one draw in that that run. I think from memory, what no, I saw. Did we just lose the West Indies? Oh, you are right. So what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> your story. Maybe yeah, deleted, no, 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 no. deleted it from your memory like me. No, it was, uh, Matt, it was Cricket Australia, I think, we're putting that out. No, because – Or maybe it's a New Zealand thing. Yeah, not, not, yeah we haven't lost to New Zealand for ages. Just, yeah, maybe that was what I saw. Let's see what I can find. Stats. And I'm looking at uh, when the second test kicks off in Christchurch. Two weeks? Uh, March 8th. That's, uh, that's this week. Five days. Yes. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. Quick maths. Back to back. Yeah, I don't know what you're looking for, but the, I know that, that I know that we haven't lost to New Zealand for a long time, so maybe that was it. Yeah, I feel like that's probably been it. Whilst you're looking for that, Ireland win their first test match ever. They do it against Afghanistan. Uh, mm-hmm. Did it pretty quickly. Uh, when it comes to uh, some of the other test nations and how long they had to wait, I was astounded that New Zealand didn't win a test for their first 45 test yeah, matches going back. Um, it was interesting yeah. as, as well, you know, I suppose in those days they were really just playing us and, and England, uh, maybe a bit of India, but uh, that's a long time without winning one. Bangladesh had to wait 35 test matches for their first uh, test win. India 25, also surprising. Sri Lanka 14, South Africa 12, Zimbabwe 11, Ireland have done it in eight. 
And Australia, always. Goat of cricket, father of India, always. We <laughs> <laughs> did in our first test match back in 1877. Have you got Australia versus New Zealand? I'm bringing up stuff. Stuff? What, what kind of stuff? I can't find any. So. Yeah, so... You've got they, our, re- our recent lost, record. Yeah, lost to Windy, so yeah. if I bring up New yeah. Zealand now... What I, what I saw we also lost, lost two to India not that long yeah, ago yeah, as well. Yeah, true. Yeah, it must be New Zealand. That probably makes more sense. But I can't find any. There we go. We haven't lost to New Zealand since 2011. So there's a few. Is it where? Is there a draw there? That's, every, that's everywhere, isn't it? That's here yeah, and there. Yeah. yeah, there was one draw yeah, 2015. Yeah, that'll be it. In that run as well, since 2000, we've only lost to New Zealand once. The handful of draws sprinkled yep. in there. But it's also it's been ages since we've played in New Zealand. As Eight well, years, I think. Yeah. I think there was considering a, how close they are, you would have thought we'd play a bit more quickly. Well, them. you know what happens because then we're never going to give up Boxing Day, yeah, yeah. Uh, New Year's test. So it's got to mm. be a fringe. You know, it's got to be like in November or March. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. Like and, it is now. Yeah, exactly. And COVID, I think, fucked the last yeah. door. So I think that's why they haven't makes, played for so long. That makes sense. Yeah, so that's why. Ended up being eight years. Yep. Paul Wilpikoski, you've got to talk about it. Hit yeah. the head again today. We're just watching it. Riley Meredith, it's probably not someone that you want to cop one from. Mm. Bowls 150 on the reg. Um, sort of talking about a pre-show about certainly something going on with his ducking. Um, yeah, there has to be something technically is it, is wrong. Is it a technical? Is it a reflexes thing? Is it a... Now, you know, it keeps happening. Is it a fear thing? You know, is that playing but into the, it? The dude hit a century. Uh, yeah, it was, so, ago, like, so, it was so sick. Like, yeah. oh, he's back, you we'll know, he's made him, 100. Yeah. You know, give him, you know, another six months or a county season in England and we'll be talking about, you know, him in that conversation for, for coming in. Uh, exactly. You know, Aussie's got to need a replacement at some stage in the coming years and he just gets hit again. It's his second ball. So yeah, yeah, may, may, maybe it was just... So, you know, he wasn't expecting the pace and the pitch or something. It's a pretty great pitch, but looks it. Um, whether that played into it at all. But, uh, yeah, for a guy that, like I said, play, scored, a ten, scored a century a week ago, was probably got a bunch of short stuff in that innings. Um, yeah, he's obviously just completely missed this one, really didn't get under it at all and um, taking it on the on the side of the face. Yeah, he doesn't get low. Yeah, not, not at all. And I yeah. wonder if he just missed it completely. You know, he's just fresh, freshly come in and he's getting um, some firebolts at him. Yeah, that's the one that's, you know, got a better cr- cricketing brain than what we do. Probably needs to, to you know, analyse it and, and see if it's a technique thing or if it's a reflexes thing or, or if it's a mental thing. Yeah, because he doesn't back away. He doesn't really get he down low. He just swears it yeah, straight in that left, in middle, left yeah. jaw grill. Yeah. Uh, goes straight down. Uh, concern shown from Meredith and uh, umpire. Away, yeah. Umpire calls for the the medical team pretty quick. So retired hurt. Uh, yeah, retired hurt. Speak. Wishing yeah. him a speedy I've recovery, and that's probably his shield season done. Given it's March. Yeah, well, yeah, that's hard. He, d- to watch did, as well. he did get hit about a month ago as well, and has played since then. So it'll it'll depend. Like, yeah, does he right. have any symptoms, or did the helmet you do know his what job? And with with concussion. Yeah, did the helmet do his job and absorb it all, and he's, he'll be okay. But yeah, you. Have to see those things hurt. That's for sure. Yep. Uh, that's about it for cricket. Yep. Mm. See so how we go in this second test, and if we can continue that unbeaten run against New Zealand for a long, long time, <laughs> they can have their rugby record. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Thanks. we're going to mix up this back end of the segment, uh, back end of the show a little bit, given how much, uh, how heavy a rugby league show it was. Yep. We're going to do UFC two nine nine and then into a Every final episode. round with which has got a bit of mix and match. But uh, yeah, give us a, a final <laughs> round. UFC 299 is on next weekend in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley uh, going against the guy that's never beaten him apparently. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> he's got the rematch against Marlon Cheeto Vera. That is uh, – Can you find out how long ago that fight was, by the way? It'll be a couple of years, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Monks, can you chase that up? I'll run through yeah. quickly the rest of the card. Uh, lightweight Dustin Poirier against this up-and-coming uh, Frenchman. Frenchman, Benoit Saint-Denis. A couple of welterweight um, fights, Kevin Holland, Michael Page, and Fun. a big one for Aussie fight fans with Gilbert Burns taking on Jack Della, Madalena, awesome. and Petty Yarn taking on Son Yadong. Uh, a few big names in the um, undercard uh, as well, Curtis Blades, RDA, to name a few. Uh, back in 2020. How did um, he lose and why does he always uh, – decision. No, TKO. TKO. Elbows and punches. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't remember it. He just doesn't remember it. Never happened. can't <laughs> really <laughs> argue. It maybe early stoppage. Like maybe that's yeah, what, what, what his argument is. Uh, I have yeah. – because I, I remember – I definitely watched this fight, but I do not remember it. Um, uh, pretty easy to get the wires crossed with the yeah. amount of sport that we watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, well, he's always maintained that he didn't lose the fight, but it's yeah. certainly on his record. Yeah, it's he, definitely. He's like, got a loss. The fight and, happened. And, and he it was lose. to Marlon Chito Vera. Yeah. Thoughts around the card? Thoughts around? Oh, I think it's a very tasty card. Mm. Um, uh, it might be, say, top heavy compared to UFC 300. Then, you know, this is a comparison everyone's been making that mm. UFC 300 doesn't have the, the, the as good title fight. But uh, I think it's still good. But I think the card overall for UFC 300 is better. Yep. Um, but I think, you know, this is. For a, for a pay per view, this is definitely a very very good one to buy mm-hmm. uh, and check out because um, yeah, it's uh, very fun and I am quite interested in this fight because like you said, um, Chato's really um, uh, Vera has been very very good in this division uh, has um, fought really really well. Interesting split decision loss to um, Cody Sanhagen, mm. um, Corey Corey sorry um, a couple of years ago, but. He might not be as highly ranked as like some of the other guys that could be contending in this, but uh, I think with the storyline is one of the reasons um, in this. But um, it'd be interesting because I definitely know for a fact that O'Malley has improved significantly um, his time in the UFC. He's uh, striking. He's now like, yeah, striking is is excellent. And uh, overall he's a complete game has uh, improved that – yeah, it really forces guys to fight him in his style. So uh, it'll be quite interesting. Uh, Machito is also a very good and dangerous striker. Um, I, I'm going to go with the champ to keep to, to finally get over that that loss and to keep his belt in this. That's probably the most likely way. But I think this is going to be a very fun fight and wouldn't surprise me if it ends up being a bit of a bloodbath with him going back and forth. 
Mm. Yeah, I feel like yeah. this is going to end with someone on the canvas. You always get that feeling when Sugar Sean is in uh, in the octagon. Uh, the fact as well that he's got three inches taller as yep. well uh, probably plays into it. That's always Sig- his benefit. He's yeah, a lean dude, but signif- he's got the reach. Significant reach. And uh, like you said, I think since 2020, uh, O'Malley has gotten a lot, lot better, mm. uh, whereas there's some questions around uh, Chido Vera uh, with the Sanhagen loss. And he also had a loss in there to Song Yadong, I think, as well. Yep. Monk's thoughts? Um, Song yeah. Yadong is on this card. Which is he is on this card, yeah. Yeah, yeah. interesting that they've Sh- got... Sean, have a chat before. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get the win, bro? Yeah. Um, no, it, it is interesting having uh, Song Yadong and PD on there as well. That's probably yeah. your your fight for the next contender yep. um, to whoever um, wins um, O'Malley, Vera. Especially how t- contentious that Petty Yarn one was with a split decision as well. Well, yeah, no. So the um, yeah. uh, what's his name? The dude that fought last week. Um, uh, Which division? In this division, um, the beat um, Cejudo. Um, oh. he, he's number one. He'll get the winner of the bentweight yes. title. Sorry. Um, it's not Mrab. That's how I say it. Mrab Devalish really. Mrab, yes. Mrab is the number one contender. Sorry. Yeah, true. So, yeah, I've got nothing more of that than... Fake stats, corrected. Fake stats, yeah. Um, yeah, probably only other thing to mention on the UFC, I guess, is the fight night that happened over this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosenstrike and Gazvi? Gaziev. Gaziev, yeah. Um, just shouting out uh, Tyson Pedro, mm-hmm. um, leaving the gloves in the in the ring as well, mm-hmm. retiring. Um, yeah, there's probably a bit of news from there. What do you guys think about so to finish on UFC two nine nine the the lightweight the Dustin Poirier taking on um, Saint Denise? It's a sick fight. Um, this Saint Denise better get some of his uh, accolades up because uh, the, he's pretty highly touted. The God of War, his nickname. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> better than think, that. Was he French Foreign Legion? I think French Foreign special, Legion, special, yeah. special Forces. So lot, you so. know, fighting in the Octagon is maybe not the scariest French thing that he's done, done in his life, there, yeah. which again is is nuts. It was actually known as SAS operator. Mm. So you know, does have a very strong military background and then also martial arts. Um, he's a bad he, man. Yeah, he's only got one loss in his. That was his first in the UFC. Yeah. But outside of that, he's been going th- up there very, very quickly. He's a dangerous dude. You know, D- Dustin's um, stalwart, really, of that division. He's uh, been around for a very long time. And I think, yes, yeah, he's a dangerous dude, but it's going to be a very interesting fight to see uh, what happens in this one. Dustin's not but even Dustin's bad. not the favourite. Yeah, he's $2.40 compared uh, to BSD. He's $1.57. Young blood or mm. the, the veteran? The old head. Uh, Sugar Sean, we didn't go over the odds. He's dollar forty-three. Chet Vera two eighty-six. So uh, Sean, a reasonable favourite there in the in the main fight. Uh, there's some fun fights there for sure. Yep. Mm. Uh, Going back to Tyson Pedro, 32-year-old uh, Aussie, um, has had a, a couple of losses recently. I uh, think he went four and four in the UFC or something like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe a, a f- few more fights than that. He's done off well two, beating Khalil Roundtree and Paul six, Craig. Six wins, one, two, three, four, five losses. And five. 11 fights in the UFC. Yep. Six, five. Mm. Yeah. Uh, finish on the fighting news, Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngarlin, who is this week. It's yeah, right. uh, Friday night or Saturday out time, I believe. Yeah. Um, check out their promo video. It is excellent. Mm. For, for a lot of the um, – <laughs> 
uh, say, hype for boxing fights and even MMA fights, the back and forth, to see these two kind of come together and um, put together like the gr- – I'm going to say the greatest ever promo for a, really? for, that a, for a fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it, it's it's quite impressive and – you know, f- you know, because they had to come together to shoot a lot of this and do mm-hmm. it. And, mm-hmm. You know, being being happy to be on the same sort of page. You know, to sell the fight, knowing it's a mega fight, it's going to be huge for both of them. Um, yeah, that, that uh, I think is pretty cool, uh, and I think that fight's going to be amazing. Um, see, uh, Joshua should really piece Francis up, but you never know with Francis uh, and the power that he has. And you know, punch a chance. He's good. We'll see what he can do. $4.75 if you want to get on as someone who's <laughs> killed people in the UFC, obviously going on to box against someone who's boxed their whole life. So yeah. a yep. huge uh, disadvantage in, in that sort of regard. And a dude that's going to be way more prepared than I, I think um, Fury kind of Fury took him in, the, in that first fight. Yeah, Looking yep. at what the shape Fury was in for the failed um, uh, Uzcheck fight kind of showed that, yeah, he uh, trained very, very heavily for that versus what he did for Francis. I suppose the argument is when these big boppers go and, you know, they're heavyweights and the yeah. power that Ngannou possesses, exactly. you yeah. can't discount him. Whereas, say, like when Connor went to fight Floyd, Floyd yeah. you're like the power's probably not so much mm-hmm. of a concern. Exactly. And, and the defensive yeah. masterclass that his Floyd yeah, exactly. you know, was going would be able to you know, sustain that. Sustain that so, yeah. And I'm certainly no boxing aficionado, but uh, it's going to be a hard one for for Ngannou to go out there and and, and beat one of the the best boxers uh, of our generation. Uh, but if anyone's got that knockout power, it's certainly him. Well, to some, he probably beat Fury in that fight, um, yeah, and yeah, probably <laughs> a, a very nice uh, decision there for Fury. And the judges did him a solid. Mm. So we'll uh, yeah see see what he can go do against Joshua. It's a I think from what. That version of Fury, this version of Joshua is a step up for Francis. So we'll see what he can do. A few Anzacs on the uh, mm-hmm. on the rest of the card too. So Joseph Parker going up against the Chinese heavyweight Zhe Li Zhang. Uh, that's a, a big fight for a, a, yep. getting in this conversation with Fury, mm-hmm. Joshua and the like. So, yeah, that's a good one. He's at about three bucks. And uh, Big Justice Huni mm-hmm. uh, kicking off against Kevin uh, Lerner. Uh, get a $1.45, so pretty heavily favoured there, Big Justice. Yeah, that's into yeah. the American market for him. So he also trying to, you know, get his name out there and into that arena. So some interesting ones there. Uh, it's pay-per-view, is it? I assume so, What's yeah. uh, streaming services? Mm, I For us it would probably be main event. Main and, event? And, yeah, what, whatever can get that. I think KO does main event. So I'm, just, I'm just going out now. Does KO have um, – uh, Joshua versus Ingano. Yeah. Did you see KO, and I was a, a victim of, of this, uh, had a real shit show around yeah. UFC 298 and I was, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to uh, write them an email, get my money back. They refunded everyone. Wow, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. Really? Every, they just sent yep, just send, right. sent you an email saying we're very sorry because I, like, I left it last minute but I was trying to process my payment in the mm. prelim, mm. so not even main card, mm. and I missed every single fight except for Volk, and I, yeah. I got and I got the end yeah. of um, of the Whitaker fight. So you you know you're yeah. paying sixty bucks and you're getting, you get you, you get a yeah. you know two rounds, yeah. and uh, they they were copying some serious heat. <laughs> like what the fuck's going on? Yeah, okay, but, I, I, but I think they they just couldn't keep up with the demand. Yeah, so they 
I think they're yeah they're, they're probably software. missed the like oh, our two best Australian fighters are on this one. Yeah, so it's going to be unusually big, high um, yeah volume yeah volume. So but yeah they did uh, everyone a solid and refunded and uh, yeah I was after some uh, questionable mm. streams. <laughs> I was losing my shit. <laughs> 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 I was down the coast with the family. Like I didn't really have the yeah. option to go to the pub. So yeah. um, I was really trying to get the get the stream coming through. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat. Interesting. Yeah. It's not on that. So. Yeah. So they don't have it. So yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Maybe it's a design it's, one. Yeah, I'm there you go. think it might be on design. Uh, there you go. So if you're yeah. an NFL aficionado and you haven't cancelled your design and uh, just yet, yeah, uh, that might be the way to go. That's it. Very good. That'll do us for fights. Yes, uh, yeah. final round. We've already done. <laughs> we're, already, we're, already the, we're already at the, <laughs> the, the others of the final. Hit the hit the F one because we'll talk F1. about that and yeah. then we'll yeah. talk some other little random things. Actually, yeah, we can kind of make this work. F one, you two are the uh, the mm-hmm. F one uh, diehards of the of the table. Uh, how you how you guys seeing this weekend? Uh, I was, completely missed this weekend because yeah. I thought it was running tomorrow. Uh, but <laughs> uh, been. they were a day it's, early. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so it, it was um, this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. two a.m. this morning, this race happened. Uh, shock, Max Verstappen gets pole and wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so that follows through. Uh, if you get the results from the race, I think it followed the, you know, Red Bulls 1-2, Ferrari were 3-4, Science did take over Leclerc. I think Leclerc started, um, struggled for um, braking uh, on his car and really couldn't fight. So he finished uh, four. Do I have that right? Yeah, Science was four. Yeah, Science was four. Um, so actually, George Russell finished third. So what? No, what are you looking at? That's have they changed their class. 2024 Bahrain Grand Prix. What am I looking at? Yeah, yours looks more. Go, yours looks more right because it's F one. Go down. Get down, 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 down. Races. Bahrain. Oh, were yes. you looking at? Um, so what are we looking at? yeah, so science finished oh, I'm third. I'm qualifying. Sorry. Yeah, so science finished third. Leclerc was fourth. So you know, Red Bull won. Uh, Ferrari two. Uh, Mercedes was split by the McLarens. Um, yep. So George Norris, Hamilton, uh, Oscar, Sari finished there in eighth. Uh, then into the Aston Martins uh, who were ninth and tenth to round out the point scoring essentially. Um, mm. I think the big story out of all the other teams kind of fighting there that Haas looks sort of good, uh, Yuki and Ricardo. there was a bit of favouritism I think played to Ricardo in this race. Uh, mm. But there really wasn't a lot of pace. Um, and the Alpines uh, really struggled, uh, qualified um, last, and they finished right at the bottom there. So I believe a bunch of their technical directors um, and guys that designed the car have already quit because um, they don't think they've built anything of note and have gone very backwards this year. Uh, Logan Sargent, Williams finishes last, and Baltas was there in 19th. Uh, I believe the race was not a great race. There wasn't a lot of um, potential overtaking in this. Um, but as I was saying to James, or James and I were talking about this uh, off pod, um, it was interesting in the qualifying, uh, the gap, uh, I'll use the number, I think it was 1.053 seconds. Um, if you had that gap in 2016 Bahrain, uh, you would have started fifth. If the pole seater was first and you had a one second gap, you would have started fifth. Uh, for this, you would have been last. So, wow. yeah, that was kind of for the spread, uh, a second spread across the entire field. Um, so I guess the cost yeah. cap is working in that regard. Um, but, yeah, the, the tenths, we're down to the tenths, the, the, the really small um, um, separation that the, the Red Bulls are still at the top there. 
and can still dominate. And I think we've kind of seen it. It'll, it looks like a Red Bull Ferrari season. We'll see if Mercedes and McLaren can involve themselves in that competition uh, and pick up the slack. Speaking of, uh, Oscar Piastri had two podiums last year. You're mm-hmm. seeing him uh, maybe grabbing a few more podiums this year? Yeah, of, by all accounts, he drove really well on the weekend. His qualifying was really, really good. Um, it's just, just whether the car can compete. And uh, interesting, uh, looking at the timings on that, that you know Max only lapped half the field. Uh, usually he was doing a bit more than that. <laughs> so uh, did finish with a handy 22-second lead over his uh, full pit stop over his teammate. So still the dominant driver. Um, uh, I saw some jokes of people showing his um, onboard footage and uh, they'd edited his screen to say that they had Netflix playing during the race because he was <laughs> that comfortable in the lead. Uh, but, you know, he's he's the, 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 the defending champion in, in the rocket ship and they'll have to chase yeah. him down and we'll have to see if uh, any of the teams can do that. That's it. I think the interesting to watch this season is obviously going to be Ferrari, um, the, f- the fight between Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc as well yeah. Yeah. with – um. Can they keep that car healthy? <laughs> well, I mean, one piece? yeah, with Hamilton also coming across to mm-hmm. Ferrari next season, we've science not contracted. Yeah, well, there was some pretty sad them, so. vision after this race. Some science got out of the car to celebrate with the team, and there wasn't mm. a single Ferrari dude there. So you yeah, got out right. looking around. There's just like, I finished on the podium, and we're not celebrating that. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, you know, interesting vision. I get they probably celebrated behind the scenes, but yep. for what they showed on the coverage and for science, you know, uh, it looked kind of disappointing. Yeah. feel bad for Science. You know, he's been kicked out. He's still mm. very competitive. He's finishing in the top four regularly. Yeah. I think he did better overall. No, that's – I think like I did better overall last year. Um, you'd have yep. to double-check that. But I think Science was just as competitive. Um, yeah, finished fourth in the – what are you looking at there? That was starting the starting grid. Um, for last year's uh, results. But, yeah, I, I think he's going to get a job – Elsewhere, the question is going to be where maybe he can go straight into Mercedes. The talk is, you know, does he aim to go to Audi? But, like, for him, he's mm. in the peak of his, you know, prime essentially. You don't want to go to Audi as a team that's kind of mm. starting up and then waste your good years trying to get him off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. like, yeah, yeah potentially. He, he's, he's in that, world, you know, world championship um, window for competition yep. at the moment. Is, oh, can, any, can anyone catch uh, for Staffen? Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, for science it's – where can he go? Like Mercedes may already have that spot filled um, with their d- development drivers. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. Let's finish on F1. Where do they go next week? Jimmy, why you had that up? Because um, I think there's another race and then they're here in Australia. So, yeah, next week they're in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia. and then two weeks they're here in Australia. Yep. So this weekend in Saudi Arabia they've got the boxing and the F1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty. You like. mm. Tasty then, trip. After Australia, they're back in Japan for the yeah. first time in a few years from memory. Yeah, I think so. No, I think they've been in Japan recently because they just okay. extended that circuit. Mm. There was a couple of new circuits. Man, I think I they remember. were there, there. I think they went last year, but they hadn't been because of COVID the previous two. That might have been it. That sounds yeah. about right. That's F1. I'm just uh, looking at that uh, season <laughs> from last year. Yeah, they were in Japan last year. In, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that's what I thought. But that Maybe might I was thinking last year then. Yeah. Japan, uh, notoriously slow opening um, up after COVID. Yep. yep. Talk some footy, Aussie mm-hmm. rules footy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Aussie rules. First round. Ooh, yeah.
So Aussie rules going uh, different as well, splitting the the opening round. Uh, and round then, zero. Yeah, round zero, uh, opening <laughs> round. Uh, mm-hmm. they, uh, they kick off on Thursday night with the Swans taking on Melbourne uh, up at the SCG. Lions take on Carlton uh, in a in a rematch of um, elimination final last year prelim prelim mm-hmm. final, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on Saturday Suns take on Tigers and Giants take on Collingwood, which means in this round there are zero games being played in the traditional home of Melbourne. Yes, yeah. mm. very interesting. Mm. Um, so some interesting games there with um, uh, be interesting to see what the Lions whether they can. Um, I think the Blues are a little bit banged up in the in the their back half uh, yep. at the moment, and the Lions have been looked great during trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to that Suns game here in the at the Monica, the Theatre of Dreams, and they um, really were run all over the place by the Giants. Giants um, looked as good as they did last year, and the Suns. I think it looked better from the last time I saw the Suns play. Uh, but uh, the storyline there, of course, is uh, going at Richmond. Their their coach. Um, Hardwick going up against his former team, whether, you know, he'll have the boys up and ready for this one. They're actually short, fa- short, short price favorites. favorites. So, so they they obviously gone with that, that storyline that mm. the coach is going to return, his boys are going to put his old club to the sword. Um, but they're a pretty young list. It would be interesting to see whether they can actually do that against Richmond or not. Giants Collingwood as well as a um, prelim uh, mm. grudge match as well. Yeah. So there was only a point that separated them last year. So yep. some interesting matchups it's for sure. Definitely tasty football opening round as you will then we go back to the traditional opener uh which will kick off thursday march 14 so what's that that's that difference in game time for carlton there do they play thursday and thursday thursday to thursday uh, friday, friday to thursday, friday to thursday. Okay, so, so it's they, almost a full they got the six mm. six day turnaround and richmond's got the five day turnaround yep. so they carlton richmond play games play two games before some clubs of or a lot of clubs play their first game yes correct. Mm. it's weird i'm not really sure how's that going to work come back into the year with I guess, I guess back in the year, it's going to be annoying because the whole year they're going to have like one game in hand. The ladder's going to be so annoying. I assume they'll have an early early buy. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Is uh, is my thoughts there? Uh, thoughts around who can win the whole thing this year? Uh, Collingwood. Um, well, I'm trying to go back to back. Yeah, the the demons played really well uh, last week in their their. Well, this week in their their trial game, mm-hmm. kind of really shown that they're they're still as good as as they've been, and you know all the media stuff. Um, it's it's is, never a culture problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anything, it's made storylines. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, a guy mm-hmm. gets gets done for trafficking um, illicit substances, and a bloke's poor career gets uh, gets ended because of concussions. They're storylines, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd be very surprised if there's an, an actual quote-unquote culture problem yeah, at the days. I agree. I think Collingwood kind of showed it didn't matter last year. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, Brisbane are up there at the top. Uh, I think they're going to be competitive again this year. Interesting uh, that uh, Greater Western Sydney's there. Seven bucks. Seven. Yeah. In, in third there at seven dollars. Coming right into their window and Carlton yeah. a lot of pressure. <laughs> yep. The Blues fan at nines. Mm. But uh, she's started to believe as a blue bagger last year, that's for sure. Uh, Melbourne's there at nines, Swans out to ten. Uh, yeah, Geelong, port, port Geelong at eighteen is a, a bit of an interesting. Yeah, uh, Ge- but they're you know aging roster. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, half their aging guys have retired, and then the other half are getting close. So yeah. uh, the, there's going to be a big changing of the guard mm-hmm. at Geelong over the next couple of seasons. Yeah, but West Coast, uh, 
very far out there. That must mean they're incredibly short uh, for the for the spoon. Yeah, well, they're two hundred and fifty to win the whole thing. Uh, let me find a spoon. Should be in futures here. Talk amongst yourselves. Least wins. Yeah, dollar <laughs> eighty. That's so short. short we looked at they were two dollars two weeks ago. So yeah. the, they've, they've come in already. Maybe they think North Melbourne looks alright. So. Three seventy five. Hawthorne, I better value. Out. Yeah, there. If you wanted to go yeah. tens at Hawthorne, been pretty injury ravaged already. Yes. Yeah, they've been banged up, so mm. they hopefully they can get healthy and avoid it. But yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to the season. I think it'd be be interesting. Um, some shots fired by the NRL and um, see if you know they kind of show their the hand of their growth. Um, uh, there hasn't been much expansion. Well, there had been expansion chat in the off-season a couple of months ago, but nothing recent. Uh, I feel like we're going round and round yeah. in circles. So, yeah. Yeah. Is this stadium going to be, be built in Hobart? Uh, Lots yeah. of people down there that aren't footy mad say uh, $600 million, $700 million, a lot of fucking money. Well, the, the Gabba, the... The redevelopment for the Olympics was canned, so mm. you know mm. the, the GABA is not going anywhere, and they're either going to not do anything and potentially use Suncorp for the opening stadium and the athletics of the GABA anyway, use the current facility and save the two point seven billion dollars they're going to spend on it, or <laughs> or, or look <laughs> elsewhere, find a, another spot um, where they could potentially build another big stadium, which would mm. then not be used post Olympics, mm. like. You know, are the Lions going to move into it? Like, yeah. So it's looking likely the Queensland government might not do anything. So, um, I think they were thinking of uh, potentially using uh, the Gold Coast Stadium as a venue. True, but it's not Brisbane. Um, mm. Not Brisbane. Not the Brisbane Olympics. So. Um, oh, sorry, as long as the Queensland government doesn't pull a, a Victorian yeah, government, <laughs> as long as they don't pull out. Yeah, <laughs> but the governments are definitely. Uh, a penny pinching when it comes to stadium building because um, mm. it, you know, it's a lot of money for sports essentially. Mm. Yeah. When I mean, Queensland does have a pretty big sports industry. Like I'm sure they would have yeah. something else yes. um, they're, they're competing, that they're about to use. But, you know, they've been competing in recent years against Melbourne for the sporting capital of Australia, yeah. trying to nick a bunch of sporting events and mm. having them up there and kind of showing their wares. But yep. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What I don't get is redevelopment side, like why do can't they just still use the Gabba as like the opening ceremony venue or? Because I think it's size they, and age. Yeah, they always yeah, okay. want it in the same stadium. And Gabba only seats like yeah. 38,000 so yeah. it's not up to Olympic yeah. scratch. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah, okay. So Suncorp you get 50. So but it's not the right size. Yeah, yeah. It's, you can't, yeah, it'd be a very interesting opening ceremony of guys getting in and out. Um, yeah. 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 But, you know. It's more a logistics nightmare, and yes, like I said, it's mm. probably not the great. Dancers way to do are it. doing their ACLs on the shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just a little bit of soccer mm-hmm. NFL yep. to finish off. Yep, yep. Uh, do massive. A, do you want a soccer? Oh yeah, might as well. <laughs> Get a Sue. <laughs> Sue. Manchester Derby kicks off in about four hours. Uh, I think United fans would be happy with uh, not getting flogged mm. uh, given how City's been shaping up. Uh, Liverpool got a, a late, late winner against Nottingham Forest uh, overnight. Spurs and Newcastle all getting wins. Uh, probably the most impressive feat in the soccer and this week was uh, Erling Haaland putting five in the back of the net 
uh, in the FA Cup fixture against Luton Town. Uh, mm. Not a whole lot to report. Nothing's really changed uh, since the last step. Uh, Liverpool did go four points clear, but City have that game in hand. So it'll be interesting to see how the Manchester derby uh, runs tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Relegation zone, uh, if you wouldn't mind just yeah. scrolling down, so seeing if anything's changed. Sheffield and Burnley are pretty much done. Um, and then it's Luton's it's pretty yeah, pretty, pretty tight. Close. Pretty tight there between uh, Luton, Forest, Everton, Brentford. Uh, and then you have a little bit of breathing room up to Palace and Bournemouth and then yep. from Fulham up, probably safe. Yep. But yeah, not heaps in the in the soccer world. Um, I think yeah, since last pod as well, um, Bayern Munich lost again. So Leverkusen Really mm. uh, starting to, to firm as uh, as taking out the Bundesliga, which would be uh, good for for German soccer, German football, yep. long term. I think. Well, the other thing I'll add is uh, Liverpool won the League Cup, uh, beating okay. Chelsea one 0 Yep, um, it was a header from Van Dijk. That nice bit of fake, deal. fake uh, silverware. Yep, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Every bit counts. Yeah, more than United's won recently, <laughs> <laughs> and more than Spurs will ever win. <laughs> Sorry, nah, they're everyone's second team now, um, unless they're their first team uh, with Angie, etc. Yeah. yeah, true. Still yeah. pains me to say that a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, that'll do soccer. The NFL combine yep. as well, um, yep. has, has occurred. You've shattered Save our Worthy yep. in the uh, in the shattered beer, but there was plenty of guys that ran 4 3 or under, wasn't there? Yeah, so in the, mm. the cornerbacks, there was eight guys that ran uh, 4 3 or quicker. Um, for the wide receivers, there's some big boys like Brian Thomas, who's I think six three and a bit, and ran a four three three, um, which is mental. And Tex Walker, I think, is also six two, ran a four three six as well. So you know, some there's definitely uh, in this wide receiver class, um, we've had some of the smaller, leaner guys come out in recent years. We've gotten some of the bigger, taller guys coming out in this one. Um, some excellent talent there and. Uh, yeah, some definite pace shown. Uh, it was also interesting, the top linebacker, uh, Wilson, I think he did a 4-4-4 four, four, four from memory. Chop Robinson, who's about the same size as um, Michael Parsons, is an outside um, pass rusher, did a 4-4-9. Four, four, so, yeah, some, some big dudes moving as well. So uh, I think it was pretty pretty good to get some pace so get some clock on, get some pace on time, clock on, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, it's also, I guess, a bit disappointing for some guys that didn't participate, like um, the quarterbacks of so the top three didn't do anything. Mm. Uh, interesting, Williams only did interviews and didn't even do medicals. So that was kind of an interesting thing. He said he's only going to do medicals for teams he um, does invites with, um, which is quite interesting because, uh, you know, that might limit him for teams that might want to move up spots to be involved in his conversation. Um, I was a bit disappointed to see some of those, you know, because they didn't do anything, they didn't throw. Um, so it really ended up being – and a lot of guys didn't run either. Yeah, like no I've only got stats for four quarterbacks. Yeah, run no one else time. ran. Um, a bit disappointed that Joe Milton didn't run. I would have liked to have seen what he could do because uh, he's my Anthony Richardson comparison at the mm-hmm. moment and mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to see how fast he'd, he'd run. I don't think he's Anthony Richardson fast, but I – Think he's fast. He he's got the biggest arm uh, in the draft. They measured it. He was 61, 63 miles per hour, I think, for him, uh, and he threw seventy yarders like it was nothing. Uh, JJ McCarthy threw. Looked really good. Um, was second fastest ball thrower. Um, Penix threw really well as well. His measurables are, are ridiculous. Like he's got the same wingspan, hand size as Anthony Richardson, but he's two two and a half inches shorter. So. 
so that blew up the combine. And supposedly his medicals were all good, which is the big thing for him. But whether that's, you know, the teams are keeping that close to their chest and don't want to say what they really think about his medicals. Um, yeah, Dallas Turner ran really, really well. That so. Chop Robinson 4-4-8 is yeah. impressive. Like he was already projected top 10. Like yep. he's probably top five now. Yeah, eh? well, and Jared Verse um, down the bottom there. Mm. He – get his weight. I think he – uh, was the only guy to run a under four six? Well, it was, what was the stat? I got to get his weight because it was, I think, over two fifty. Mm. Miles Garrett ran a four six, and he was the only other guy to um, run uh, that fast. Who he ran a four five. So um, he had also had a very very good um, uh, combine as well. Lots of dudes had good combines. Tight ends ran really well um, too. So. That Jared Verse at led edges as well for bench reps. So yeah, the, he's he's, the, to, he's in the top ten. He's one of the fastest well. and the strongest. So certainly done his draft stock no yeah. harm. Some dudes putting up some really good numbers. Um, so yeah, we'll get deep into um, draft stuff coming up in the, the coming uh, weeks as we get closer to the end of April. Uh, league year starts this week which then I think means tampering starts and then free agencies the 13th or 15th, which is almost next week mm, if yeah. the math is right. That's yeah, only 12 days. Yeah, Friday next week um, is potential opening of free agency. So, mm. yeah, not too far away. Um, lots of guys getting cut too. I won't, we don't need to go through all the dudes getting moved at the moment, but people are clearing. The day in any coach's job. <laughs> yeah, people are clearing <laughs> cap space. People are getting ready. Um, I think the commanders have like a hundred mil. They cut Logan Thomas, so they got like a hundred mil in um, salary cap at the moment. So some guys are going to spend. And the salary cap went up. Uh, they were thinking fifteen mil, it went up thirty. So biggest salary cap jump in a long time. Just proving uh, NFL is king and making a bulk cash. Probably leave it there. We didn't really touch on the yeah. NBA outside of um, uh, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron James uh, <laughs> going past Not 40 thousand. Jackson, yeah. 40, uh, Celtics are on a 10 game heater. Uh, they've all but wrapped up the East. It's going to be interesting to yeah. see who can go with them there. And uh, mm. the Wizards, uh, you know, taking the, yeah, yeah, the mantle off, uh, off Detroit. The Wizards have gone to absolute <laughs> uh, garbage. They've lost 14 on the trot. They're sitting bottom of the East. Uh, the West, the top mm. is fun because the Nugs have got mm-hmm. things right. They've, they're on a six-game win streak, which means uh, they're in striking distance of both OKC and the Wolves. Uh, lots of conjecture all year around other that one and two, actually the strongest team in the mm. West, uh, and then it's tight all the way through. Clippers, Pels, Suns, Kings, Mavs, and then the NBA really hoping, I think, that the Warriors and Lakers uh, have those last two yeah, play they in sh- spot. should be safe looking at that with about a six-game lead, so... Bottom of the West sure. is uh, Wemby and the Spurs, uh, although they mm. certainly look a lot stronger with him. Oh, they're 100% tanking for a high pick. They, <laughs> they, they, they take him out of games so they can lose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Uh, you seen his blocks record? Yeah, yeah. He, and he got a 5-5 during the week yeah. um, as well. So it's, yep. be, it's pretty rare that that happens. And um, But I think that's his second one as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, he went really close like the game before. And so... Yeah, he's a crazy Jeez. stat man. So um, he got a triple double with blocks in a game yeah, this season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's different kind of athlete, that's yeah. for sure. So yep. it'll be interesting to see what kind of talent they are they pair him with next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for mm-hmm. sure. 
That'll do us for today. Yep. Uh, I think we'll be back mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, we've got the – oh, jeez, there's a huge – there's so much sport incoming now. Oh, yeah. So get through, I suppose, a little bit of that lull uh, that only really hangs around for a few weeks after cricket dies down, Super Bowl finishes. It's kind of like, oh, come on, you can't <laughs> wait for the footy season to come. Yep. Uh, but footy is officially back as of today. Uh, yep. Check out our clips you know, if you don't want to, uh, you know, go through the whole um, esky. If you're more of just of an Aussie sports fan, uh, we will clip up the league videos. Uh, we do have our old clips already up there uh, for the non-Sydney teams. Check yep. them out. Check us out on the socials. Uh, and thanks for listening this week to On The Esky. Uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time. Goodbye. Catch you. Bye.